find other great podcasts like this one at podmoth.network. Today, we bask in the light of mustachioed greatness. As you may know, I have seen some pretty crazy shit hosting the podcastio. Some movies have been shocking to look at, others inspirational, and some are like today's movie, a goddamn fever dream. That is right. We are talking Spy Kids to the Island of the Los Huevos. I mean dreams. We are, of course, honoring Danny Trejo, who plays Machete Cortez. I think he actually has less screen time in this film than in the first one. But who cares? It's a podcast. Who gives a shit? The Spy Kids franchise can be frustrating, frustrating as an adult. It features Antonio Banderas and Carla Gugino, two incredibly attractive and talented actors. But instead, we mostly get these two annoying kids, one of which looks like he could have been an extra hobbit on the Shire. So it's not great. But hey, they make the best of it. As this really does mark the beginning of children's films that have to be doing something every five to ten seconds in order to keep their soft brains alert the whole time. Either way, at least this is written and directed by the legendary Robert Rodriguez. I love that guy. And I guess that's pretty freaking cool, right? So let's fire up our little crab robot to do what we do best, spy on motherfuckers. Send a couple of douchebag spy kids to Afghanistan and get help from Steve Buscemi, who I think later becomes Marlon Brando on the island of Dr. Moreau. Then let's get back to the transputer and save the world because it's the early 2000s, baby, and it's cringe as shit. Now play that shit theme song. All right. <laughs> so there you go. That's great. <laughs> I love that. That was very succinct. It's the most podcast you We're ready for the show. We'll watch moves, we'll make jokes, and then we'll all go home. Now game the legendary hairy upper lips. It's the mustache podcast you <laughs> so what is up it is your host the mustachio podcastio daniel segura and today is a special day it's a special episode it's not often i get to have my fellow Podmoth media podcast host there's a lot of pod on the show <laughs> but today is the day they are the hosts of getting down and wordy podcast welcome to the podcastio russell and hannah how's it going y'all hey how are you it's hey, a great honor good. Yeah. We're, we're like the we're like the two non-goth podcasts on the <laughs> podcast network. Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm a little gothy, but my brand, my podcast brand, definitely isn't. It's more kind of yeah. You you don't see a lot of goths with mustaches. I gotta say, like, I don't think no. Marilyn Manson ever had a mustache. Whoa, face, no, I see goths with num. Are you kidding? Uh, um, Name one, Mister Mister Adams. Oh, the, the pencil Gomez. mustache has been definitely opted by the uh, the goth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, goth. Definitely. People. And hipster, hipsters are like an offshoot of goth, I gotta say. <laughs> Interesting I think. take. Okay. It's a genre of goth. I appreciate it's... you added the I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think there's definitely like emo people that, that are, mm-hmm. you know, a little bit on that goth side. Like, you know, like you have AFI and um my chemical I like romance to, i like to imagine like if an emo grew a mustache they'd like sweep it to one side you know yeah, they'd, like, it all... <laughs> they cover half their mouth <laughs> half their mouth yeah they just they just twirl it at the end on one side <laughs> that How would has that not so been epic. tried i don't think i've ever seen anybody even try that kind of mustache well, 
to be honest, I think mustaches just don't work like that. You'd have to do a lot of like straightening and chemical oh, treatments. Yeah, you would need to do a lot of magical shit to make your mustache do that. Mine naturally wants to do the Danny Trejo thing and just like be stringy and not cool. But uh, <laughs> yeah. he makes it work because the rest of his face is terrifying. And me, I just I can't pull it off. I always have to have a little bit of facial hair in a in because I get this a lot. I always get people that meet me and they're like. Why is it called Mustache Podcast? You don't even have a mustache. You have like a beard. I'm like, I'm honoring mustaches in film. I'm not saying I'm a mustache, <laughs> mustachioed <laughs> actor. I'm honoring them. It's a difference. Yeah, I mean, it's like that great saying, those who can't do, do a podcast about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you don't really expect the uh, everybody who's doing like true crime podcasts to be serial killers. True. Maybe That's why I don't two. do it. <laughs> i don't want them to get out there they're on to me now shit i, yeah, I talk I, about I, killing hobos for fun all the time as a bit and i think people would seriously start thinking like okay this guy's actually killing homeless people and says so we can't be doing that man they'll, they'll take it seriously but ho- hobos have such great mustaches i mean this is true it's like an attraction thing you're like the kind of the uh what's his name buffalo bill and uh silence of the lambs yeah, You're I collect like, them. I skin their the mustaches. Oil, it puts the oil on its mustache, or it else it gets the hose again. Yeah, I'm gonna make a, no. I'm gonna make a fur coat of hobo stashes. <laughs> <laughs> now we I'm just picturing you. like a serial shaver going around the streets of San Antonio, shaving beards off of yeah, faces, dude. leaving just the mustache behind. Yep, just just the residue of wax on them. Yeah, there's there <laughs> almost like a Courage the Cowardly Dog episode like that, where it was like a crazed barber and he just liked to like shave every hair off of a person you know wow that's scary that is what a scary thought so that's such a weird show some episodes were just like kind of boilerplate uninteresting kid stuff and then there were like a few episodes they're just like so over the top creepy you know i think those shows like i i do feel like the writers after a while they're like let's see if we can get this one in you know like let's see what the bar is and uh those are the best ones maybe half of the audience nightmares yeah yeah (laughs) there is a few of those uh growing up some some rocco's modern life episodes where i was like what the hell did i just watch (laughs) holy shit there's actually a couple of episodes of spongebob that have traumatized me yeah yeah it's good stuff uh (laughs) (laughs) so if y'all like what this banter's going on you you might like their podcast why don't you tell us a little bit about getting down and wordy Ooh, well we we talk about uh some kind of popular music and some kind of like language thing, you know, to and to, Eurovision. Yeah, Eurovision as well. We we discussed that at part. the end, but the the whole idea is to like have some discussion about like uh some English language aspect, whether it's a word or a slang or some aspect of the grammar or something, but to sort of tie it into music in terms of like how is it changing how does music represent you know the the direction of the language and um and yeah, also as we're how... recording this uh the latest episode just dropped this morning uh uh we talk about the history of the word gangway with uh ice ice baby by vanilla ice the history ice of the baby. word what gangway, gangway. i <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> this is like right. uh, that's very cool. fascinating that it's like totally unknown to you this is like 
yeah. something that you say to people to tell them to like get out of the way, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, I heard gang, like gang way. Is, yeah. that, that, is that what you're saying? Gangway? Yeah. Gangway. It comes from the Dutch for going. If you want to hear more about it, listen to Getting Down and Wordy, available from Podmoth Podcasts. I always heard that wrong. I always thought it was Gangway, like G A I N. I had no idea it was gang. Gang out of the way, bitches. But yes. So what, what's an episode for any newcomers to your show? Like, is there a couple of episodes you'd recommend that maybe are some just hot bangers? Uh, Ooh, I love the, um, hot wordy the bangers. Sam, right. The Sam Smith uh, unholy episode and the uh, black pink, uh, pink venom episode are like the most Ooh. listened to. I, I don't know why. <laughs> Isn't that weird how that works? Yeah. yeah. Like, with, like with most... Like, what? Like with most podcasts, try not to go too far back because we <laughs> we've gotten a little better over time. We're oh yes, the episodes are pretty hard to listen to. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a sandpaper for your ears sometimes. Oh yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my first few. In fact, I think my because I, I do solo cholos every now and then, and I think I think my first episode is a solo cholo, and it just I just sound like a crazy person talking about a movie by myself in a room. <laughs> <laughs> doing a solo <laughs> podcast is that's so tough to get it right it's a yeah choice. you gotta script it i think only novelists can pull i it can off. straight up talk to myself for an hour about a movie i i'm that's i'm yeah. it's wild it's wild you can, you're welcome to to give it a listen a few there's a few listeners out there that actually like those solo cholos for some reason and, maybe uh, you should try novels then maybe <laughs> what well i would like to read a yeah. novel just, just, just read an improv what? novel. No, <laughs> I'm saying like the uh, those solo podcasts, uh, the ones that do it the best are the ones that are also writers, like Mike Duncan. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. you're saying he should write a novel. I see. Yeah, that's, do it. That's do it. You thing to say to somebody. Jesus. That's like uh, that old Mitch Hedberg <laughs> joke where he's like, uh, people always like, man, you're really good at comedy. You should try acting. <laughs> yeah, you know, Hedberg's like. I'm a comedian. This is what I do. <laughs> I know. I like the way I started this. It's 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 like 1030 in the morning here in San Antonio and I got homework already. I'm just trying to I'm just trying to make poo poo pee pee jokes about this. Yeah, come on. Just, just bang out a quick novel. We'll, we'll let you it's know. It's your fault for we'll inviting the nerds. <laughs> no, but I, I listened to your uh, solo. Cho- can, am I allowed to say cholo? I feel yeah, of course. Trying to say <laughs> That's it. what they're called. <laughs> I, I, I uh, listened to your solo CH word episodes. And, uh, <laughs> it's weird how they're, as far as quality goes, they're uh, uh, essentially no different from the ones with other people. I don't know how it's possible. But... It's weird. Yeah. I, I think I just replaced them with like another part of my personality. <laughs> <laughs> You're able to like segment your brain into different, uh, yeah. different, different speakers. And, and depending on the awesome, guest, you know, actually. I, I've definitely had some guests where it's like I have tangents I want to go on, but I know that that guest has a lot to say. So I'll keep those tangents for a solo cholo where I can like talk about something that's a little bit off, you know, off the beaten path or whatever mm-hmm. the film is. So I'll save some of those for solo cholos. Those are when I can kind of break into like whatever, like a, a date I was on that went weird or something, <laughs> you know, because people seem to find that interesting. For some reason, or, or things you don't like about your guests, you know. Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, it's a venting. Yeah, it's like I was in a reality show, or it's just the glass room, and they're just venting about <laughs> everyone else on the show. Welcome to Shit Talk Corner. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my god! So 
y'all brought, okay i think hannah it was, this is your fault right you brought it in- is my <laughs> fault i will take all the responsibility this is something that i have been dying to make russ watch and one, I am one of so... us looks like a person who would watch spy kids <laughs> yeah, as a yeah. grown human and one of us does not <laughs> amazing <laughs> daniel quickly picked it out <laughs> Yeah, but uh, we were we did an episode about uh, Megan Trainer, one of her songs. Yeah. And mm-hmm. It turns out she married the Spy Kid. She married uh, Junie. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. Megan Trainer yeah. is married to that Hobbit. Hey, what's what's up, up, you guys? I'm Catherine. And I'm Haley. And we are Saturdays Are for the Ghouls, a podcast on the Podmoth Network. We cover all things spooky, like horror movies, true crime, the supernatural, and spooky stories in the most chaotic way possible. So join your favorite ghoul friends every Saturday, wherever you listen to podcasts. And become a spooky babe. (laughs) So spooky babes, we'll see you in your nightmares. I know. Holy I don't know what he grew up to look like. I never looked it he up. Looks he looks still creepy, look but like he looks like a, a, a slightly <laughs> taller Junie. Yeah, he still has yeah. that face. Mm-hmm. No, he yeah. looks like he does. He looks like himself. I think that happens with a lot of kids. Yeah, especially it's weird how that works age. with child actors. Yeah, yeah. somehow they don't. Mm-hmm. It's, I don't know what they're doing. Is it just like a mental thing? They're somehow like psychologically holding their face in the same shape i don't know but yeah because yeah, i don't think i can recognize people i went to elementary school with if i just like bumped into them in the street exactly but you look yeah. at like Haley joel osmond and he just looks like an adult Haley joel osmond it's really strange yeah he just looks a little blo- bloated <laughs> i think that's just like a terrible quality for a spy kid to have like a spy kid should be really good at disguises and he just always looks like a spy kid. Yeah, why would you make a spy like this spy kid a spy kid? He has crazy fire ginger hair, <laughs> a gap tooth, giant ass eyes, like he's pale as a ghost. Like I would know this motherfucker. He could put a fake mustache if he wants. I'm going to recognize this son of a bitch. I actually know the answer <laughs> to this. I know why they made him uh, play uh, Junie in, in Spy Kids 2. Oh, yeah. uh, it's because he played Junie in Spy Kids 1. <laughs> ah, right. they're like well fuck we can't replace him there's no other freak that looks like this Hollywood. Oh. i can say that he's a grown man now i'm not making fun of a kid technically and he's rich probably I don't know. we all looked like goofy goobers when we were he was what eight when this came out i was kind of i i didn't get become super goofy goober probably till seventh grade it was pretty bad the acne kicked uh. in the awkwardness. Um, everyone was wearing big pants. I had tight pants. It was before tight pants got cool. You know, the guys <laughs> now, you know, there was a second there where guys nuts were dying. Just like yeah. from the tightest pants they could find. And I think it's in. It was isn't bad. it in now? I'm, I'm so it's, behind. It's I, loosening up now. It's kind of getting a I little 90s like, out there. I feel like, and maybe this is like five years ago or something, but there's definitely a time where like all the cool people were wearing their pretty tight jeans. And they almost looked like Transformers. It's like there's such a complicated, like, patchwork and lines everywhere. And part of it was, like, the distressed look. You know what I mean? And they were, like, a little bit acid washed. I wore them. I had a lot of it. Okay, that's, that's, so that's past. I was, like, a scene kid. I was, like, around this time when this movie came out. So I was in high school when this movie came out. Mm. Um, I think I was, like, a junior or maybe going into my senior year. 
And um, yeah, this was the early two. That's why I said in the cold open, it was a cringy time for fashion. Jesus, man, it is rough. I was wearing tight ass pants and wearing the tightest shirts. Bob, you can see my heartbeat. Because um, <laughs> I was in a I was in a hardcore punk band, like a post hardcore punk band. Oh my and, goodness! Yeah, I was a singer, so I dressed wild. I was wearing like crazy red, purple, white jackets and. My hair, I had the hair across the face, but then it was like out spiked out on the back. It was, I looked insane. I looked like, a, oh, I looked man. like Hot Topic, like shit me out. Even though I didn't shop there, I just looked like that. I looked like whatever that model kid would be. Can I bad. ask you a question? No, you can't look at any photos. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Can I ask another question? Yeah. If high school you uh, from Spy Kids 2 era you, uh, could see you now what would he have thought uh like see me now yeah um he'd say fat skater dad <laughs> i'm just thinking that's what young daniel would tell me hey dude you look like a fat I... skater dad <laughs> but this is before like podcasting even existed you're in like a futuristic timeline to high school you a little bit i mean yeah it's true i mean <laughs> <laughs> Do you think like our, our young selves would really be excited that we're uh, doing a version of radio except without people listening? Yeah, and then plus I was singing, I was singing and screaming on microphones, and now seeing my fat ass sitting down and talking in a microphone, I'd be like, "Look what happened! What happened? You were an entertainer. Now you're talking. <laughs> you are an entertainer. Are you kidding?" <laughs> so I will tell you, I was such a little nerd uh, when Spy Kids One first came out. I was right in the sweet spot. Like I was, I think I'm exactly that actor Junie's age. Um, oh wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like right in the sweet spot for the entertainment nice. factor when Spy Kids One first came out. I tried to build a jetpack. If I could, if Spy Kids Two era me like could know that I have one of these and I use these as a hobby, like a cool microphone. I think they'd be like, hey, awesome. You live in a sci-fi world. That's cool. I like your optimistic, positive energy, <laughs> Hannah. We don't get a lot of that on the podcast yet. So that's why I didn't even know how to react to you because I'm still oh. not used to anyone being nice to me. <laughs> like, oh, you're good and an entertainer. I, I get shitted on every time I have a guest on this Come show. back now, to did, the Midwest. We're so sweet. Uh, did young know. Hannah know that microphones existed in her time? Because I'm, <laughs> I'm not really buying this narrative. They have been around for a little. I got this high-tech microphone. <laughs> that sends my voice over the internet <laughs> there was no the internet, internet there was a burger. there was but yeah it was pretty shaky yeah pretty no shaky. i i i waited two hours to wait for the youtube video of okay go um what was their song what was their song that was really really big with the treadmills was, yeah sure oh yeah yeah, yeah. i waited I for two hours for that to load I remember that. I was Jesus. in high school. There was no internet when I was eight. Not mm -hmm. to not to a little not to right. somebody with my attention span. Or you yeah. know, like uh pirating songs one at a time. Each one took like a whole day <laughs> to get. It literally know? did. We set up a queue uh overnight on LimeWire. Yeah. And overnight it would download. Sometimes it would get halfway through by the morning. I remember those days. And yep. then sometimes you find out it's not the song after all. So <laughs> no, it's. Oh, there was. Like, a, I. Mm, you're like, I whoa, have... Radiohead singing 
it's a beautiful world or something like that. And it's like, yeah. oh, that's not actually a thing that exists. I'll never forget. <laughs> we thought we were downloading. I don't know if it was like 300. It was something. No, it may, it may have been before 300. It was like some movie that was kind of in that vein. And we're like, oh, we'll see you tomorrow night. And we'll like get some popcorn and shit. And so we're downloading it on LimeWire or something. And um, we opened it up the next night because it finished downloading. And it's like the it's the uh, gay porno version of that. Because <laughs> 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 we're watching the beginning. I'm like, this is this can't be it. So then I just cut to the middle. And it's just some guy just riding dog like a, like a master. He was just <laughs> he was a professional, this guy. I was like, holy yeah. shit. That, well, I'm yeah, not gay. All, all that time downloading it, did you watch it anyway? No, 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 no. It was um, shocking to me. I was not ready for that at all. <laughs> but it was a good. It was a good time to find out as a 17 year old. Like, uh, definitely uh, not into to dicks. But uh, <laughs> hey, kudos to those who are, because those guys are having a jolly good time. <laughs> Answering a question that had never been asked. Right. right? I didn't expect it. But uh, usually, you wait till college to figure out if you like dong. <laughs> but anyway so that's so, something i think we all have in common i don't think any of us like dong no. <laughs> yeah i, I don't I think like there's my any age at which yeah it's true i like my own I, like my I, I don't think there's any age at which i would have liked this movie like as a very little kid what? like if it was not a cartoon Oh, yeah. I felt like it was for adults, you know. So like I, I was strictly cartoons only, you know. Yeah. And then any any the age past it. like third grade, I think I would have just felt like I was too cool and sophisticated for like such a dumb <laughs> movie, you know. Like yeah. a nose picking joke and such. That's kind of I was I was already kind of super into like at seventeen, I was in the thick of like dude where's my car and all those raunchy yeah. stoner films, half baked. That was like what I wanted to see at that time. Unfortunately, I mean, it, and you know, some of those films still hold. Like Half Baked is still pretty funny, um, but not bad. It's not bad. And and I was into that realm. So seeing this with all the N sixty four CGI and the cheesiness of it all, I wouldn't have given it a chance. But I will say, I did go back to watch the first one because I had time yesterday, um, and I was like, you know what? I want to watch the first one first. I just felt like it. I would wow, feel better. I, I know every now and then I, 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 I throw my hand in the ring and I make it work. And so I watched <laughs> this first one. I actually like the first one better. I a little yeah. bit better. I like it a little Isn't bit better. It? it is. Yeah, it, it just it, feels yeah. a. It feels more wholesome, kind of more uh, uh, organic. It this flows one, better. Daniel likes. Yeah, Daniel likes wholesome. Maybe. I like wholesome organic stuff. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So here's my question. You look like a guy who enjoys a Robert Rodriguez movie. Have you never been uh, interested in the origins of Isidore Machetti? Is that That's like a racial true. stereotyping thing, Hannah? Like, what, what no, about he Daniel introduced exactly it by them... saying that Robert Rodriguez is a friend. And then he pronounced Danny Trejo's name very, very well. <laughs> I've actually met Danny Trejo in Austin. We hung out for a bit at the Omni Hotel. Yeah, he was um we were, I we, I just happened to be staring staying there for a few days and he was filming with Robert Rodriguez cuz Robert Rodriguez likes to shoot in Austin and San Antonio and surrounding areas quite a bit. In fact, um there's a part of San Antonio that's filmed uh, in this Spy Kids too. Oh, really? Um, yeah, I'll let y'all guess which 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 what it is which scene. <laughs> and um I so I go to go lift some weights because I'm one of those weirdos that goes work out in the gym at a hotel. Mm -hmm. 
And so I'm going, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm lifting some weights and I, I, I kind of catch this glimpse of somebody like off in the corner with a trainer. And I'm like, who the, Oh my God, that's fucking Danny Trejo. Right. And I'd known him since a couple of his like random ass um, B movies that he made back mm-hmm. in the late eighties, early nineties. But then of course, you know, Desperado, like I was yeah, like, Holy that's shit. My first introduction. Yes. To, to a lot of people. And mm-hmm. so I let him finish lifting and I just got on the treadmill and I'm like, I'm just going to stay on this treadmill until he's done. And they're going to try to introduce myself to him when he's, or at least tell him hi. You know, I, I didn't mm-hmm. think, you know, I didn't know how it was going to work out. So he gets out and I go up to him and I tell him like, Hey, Danny Trejo, how's it going, man? I, my name's Daniel, blah, blah, blah. He goes, weren't you just in the gym with me? <laughs> and I like, <laughs> and I was like, yeah, yeah. And he goes, why did you come tell me hi? I was like, I didn't want to bother you and you're lifting weights and scary. <laughs> And he started laughing and he goes, where are you from? And I told him I was from the south side of San Antonio. And like right away, he was like, oh, I got primos out there and blah, blah, blah. So we just started talking for like 10 minutes. And eventually I was like, "Ah, I got to go. And he had to go do something as well. So and people started kind of recognizing him. They were calling him out like Machete. They were saying, Machete, it's Machete. And so we kind of looked at each other. I was like, yeah, I know you got to go. I got to go too. And But it was fun. (laughs) I got a picture with him and it was a good time. That's Was this before you had a podcast uh, unfortunately yes predominantly to his mustache <laughs> yeah who would have thunk it right <gasps> is this why you wanted to make a podcast <laughs> no. about beautiful mustaches and movies no but he was definitely uh i knew when i started it that he was gonna be featured a lot because i think this is of maybe course. the third or fourth time uh, yeah that he's been honored on the podcast so yeah no he's great. definitely part of the foundation of, of this podcast so but i will say it's great to know that he's also a cool dude outside because it sucks when you meet some of these actors Mm -hmm. and they're just garbage people oh i've heard nothing but lovely things about danny trejo he's great Mm -hmm. super good dude so were you never interested in the origins of uh machete i always thought so in my point of because i obviously never gave these these movies a chance so my whole origins of him was when they did that the the in that double feature with death proof Mm -hmm. and planet whatever terror I thought that was his origin in the little fake trailer. I had no idea that there was a character named that in these spike. Yeah, movies. me neither. So this was that my and mind. that they are canonically the same person, according to both Danny Trejo and Robert Rodriguez. <laughs> that is yeah. bonkers. Danny Trejo like says this... weird gadgets yeah. in the machetes. <laughs> <laughs> that is hilarious because he he makes gadgets in this. He movie, does right? make gadgets. Yeah. But that's yeah. just, just his job. He actually doesn't really enjoy it. It seems like because in his in his own time, he no gadget making happens. You know? no. <laughs> yeah, he does it. Just it's like he does it because he has to do it for the kids exactly. and for his brother. But I think his it does make sense that because he's always working with technology and devices, he likes to just get down in the and just slice some motherfuckers. It makes sense. <laughs> Santa's like that too. She's she's got her all her devices, her high tech microphone. But <laughs> yeah, once she finishes podcast, is she just slicing and dicing? You know? Yeah, she I prefers the, the cup with the strings. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I'm seriously so analog. I have like three crochet projects that I'm looking at right now. Oh, I could have guessed exactly. That. So she takes uh, those, those crochet, takes those crochet needles. <laughs> she's just stabbing out eyeballs. Hooks. You know. Needles are for knitting, Russell. Hooks are for crochet. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man, and heroin. Needles are for heroin. Here, yes, I'm a very proud hooker. Hell yeah. <laughs> I'm all about sex workers. Uh, Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, dude. 
Oh yeah. And crochet. And crochet. Yeah, dude. Um, so yeah, so this was my first experience with Spy Kids, and that's why I did start with the mm-hmm. first one, just out of respect for Robert Rodriguez. Honestly, if this had been done by anybody else, <laughs> there's no fucking way I would have watched the first one. But I decided to do it, and I'm glad I did because it made me appreciate the first one more. Mm-hmm. And it's not to say that the second one is is garbage. It has little moments of it that are kind of fun. And it, honestly, I was shocked. I think I saw it has like a 70 something percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Like, holy oh. shit. Mm-hmm. You would well, not have thought I mean, that. I've, there are a lot of parts in the second one where it's just like they're just daring you to resist going back and watching the first one. They, <laughs> they show you so much weird shit that you're like, okay, this must be from the first one. And they don't explain it even uh, one bit. You know, yeah. there's like giant, like uh, thumb headed men who thumb have like, like thumb golems. Yeah. There's the the Tony Shalhoub's character who has like, like it's, it's <laughs> right, almost like he has that thing where it's like you have the fetuses that like didn't fully form. Yeah, he looks like a cinnabite from Hellraiser. He does. <laughs> he looks just like a cinnabite. You're so right. Yeah, he just needs tight I'm... leather showing his nipples and shit. Oh my goodness! <laughs> so I'm sure in the and first also the one, robot was... kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the robot kids are from the first one. Okay, Russell, I was just thinking about this. Yeah, if you've never seen the first one, this fucking movie is bonkers. You're like, what the fuck is going on? Zero context. That's right. This is kind of really why I wanted him to see the second one before the first one. Yeah, I mean, I can kind of gather, you know, it's like you kind of assume, okay, this must be what they were doing in the first. The only thought that I thought was just like totally not so insane was that the alan cummings character he just has a music video about the second movie in the middle of the second movie (laughs) yeah he's just suddenly he's like dancing and singing a song about the island of dreams and it's like okay what what movie am i watching right now you know he's awesome we need to bring this back into cinema i mean it worked really well and don't look up true true it did i it's it's uh like I said, it, it's definitely that kind of film where it has so much coming at you at so many times, so many different weird characters, so many random gadgets, some of which make sense and some of which make absolutely no freaking sense whatsoever. It's a good I hodgepodge. Dare you. I dare you to find one thing that didn't make sense in this movie. Take us to movie court. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, um, you know, we should probably pick that, like, what is the most what was the most insane, most illogical part of this film to you? Um, I think mine would be uh, Steve Buscemi being able to use these miniature monsters to show what's happening in the real world by throwing them on a little model of his island. And they just, the little monsters just automatically reenact what's happening <laughs> in the real. I'm like, wait, what the fuck? Are they like telepathically connected? I, I don't get it, but. They are telepathically connected. He explained that, Daniel. Still, still. <laughs> yeah, the funny thing was uh, he made tiny versions of real animals and then he wanted to make them a little bigger. And that's like the one of the great lines of the movie was he, the whole reason he was doing it was for children with meaty hands. <laughs> some children yeah. have meaty hands. They need bigger <laughs> animals. Some but, kids got some mitts out there, you know? But then um, he had to invent growth serum in order to make a thing that he himself had made small, big, you know? Yeah, you made them small, bro. Like, that is your fault, man. Make them a little less small, you know? Just do half the small gene or whatever. Yeah, he, he My... plays a crazy character. Yeah, I love his character, though. 
My illogical thing is uh, a plot hole. I wonder, uh, did you follow this up with Spy Kids 3D? Because it has been years since I've seen Spy Kids 3D. Two words. I want to know no. if they address this. <laughs> <laughs> it's that part where Carmen and Junie are in the cave and they start talking telepathically. And then at the end of the movie, they're on the boat and they look at each other and they speak telepathically. And I want to know, does that ever come up again? There's like eight Spy Kids movies. Do they and still a share a telepathic link? Yeah, like I, could... I thought it would wear off once they left the temple. I did, mm-hmm. I was I, like, I guess it sticks with you. I don't know. I could see if I could telepathically talk to my brother or sister, I just wouldn't. You know, <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't take advantage of it. That's just. I, I prefer we have some boundaries between us. So I, I get why they would have it and just never use it again. You know? Yeah. My uh, sister's two years older than me. So we grew up going to school together and stuff like that. And uh, my mom's staying with me and she saw me watching this horrid film and she walks through and she sees like 10 minutes of it. And she, all she says is, You and your sister could never do this. You're like, y'all, y'all would just end up fighting each other the whole time. <laughs> Like, thanks, Ma. Y'all make a horrible team. I'm like, okay, Ma, okay. Relax. All right. Yeah, it's like there's something in some people's, I don't know, some people's makeup or like, like, you know, there's like the property brothers or like a bunch of bands are like two siblings, you know. And yeah, it's so unimaginable to me, you know, to just be like, okay, I'm going to live my life in tandem with my sibling. We're going to be like one unit, you know. Yeah. like the Jonas Brothers, I was watching them yeah. uh, perform on SNL. They did fantastic. But at the same time, all of these songs that they're writing as adults are about how much they love their wives. And that's cool. But I also really don't want to know how much my sisters really love banging their uh, partners. <laughs> like, that's not, I don't want to sit, I don't want to be part of that conversation at all. <laughs> Pegging his ass in the open field. <laughs> Loving his ass in a kid's Man, why have we not done that song on our podcast? <laughs> really missed one there. That's a good country music line. Pegging his ass in the open field. God, that's nice. Mm, uh, it's just poetry. Yeah, That's like a, like a Lil Nas X song waiting to happen. <laughs> I'd listen to, to it. I, I gotta admit, yeah, I, I'd, give that a, I'd give that a spin. 100%. Uh, so anyway, we can dig into this film a little if y'all want. Um, if y'all never it. seen this movie, um, you don't have to. But no. everything we're going to kind of mention in this uh, is not going to make sense. So it'd probably be best if you at least gave it a little bit of a watch. But, uh, you know, it's up to you. Maybe put it like it. You can watch this on YouTube through Paramount Plus, And um, you can totally just put it at like point. 25 speed or whatever 0.75 speed just rush your way through that motherfucker it's mostly visual anyway and uh, it's really only useful if you want to get into the real core of uh isador machete cortez yes yes all two minutes of him in this film are (laughs) legendary yeah yeah i mean i I appreciate how like creative and just kind of like uh and of course it's really a robert rodriguez thing just kind of like you prioritize the fun and doing something interesting. Things don't have to make sense. Yes. And yet at the same time, I would not choose to watch this movie and I would not recommend anyone else watch this movie. <laughs> well, we haven't gotten I, there yet, Russell. Jeez, that's at the end of the episode. Oh, uh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I forgot. You just, everybody just uh, stopped listening because you gave away the end. <laughs> 
Russ is spoiler you know, alert. I think everyone could have guessed that Russell was not gonna like this movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like at the end he was gonna be like, by the way, guys, loved it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I I totally get it. I I don't know if I'll ever go back to this film other than I don't know. Maybe I want to see someone else watch it. <laughs> it's just That's so weird because the there's best so many, part of it. There's so many great things it has going for it. You know, there's so many great things to say about it. But uh, again, <laughs> I guess I'm kind of jumping to the end. So, <laughs> but I will tell you, like on your point of Robert Rodriguez, you are right. It, the the visuals and the action is priority in, in this film, even though the action's a little rough. You know, it's it's a bunch of kids fighting, so you can only do so much with these kiddos. But for the most part, that's that takes priority. Then a little bit of dialogue and then like plot. Like plot is like fourth in line because really it's just the adventure of sending these kids and, and having them all in these different little tra- transportation uh, uh, things. <laughs> and, you know, like all these different little things, all the little gadgets and stuff. But I, what I did like, it was very obvious as this film begins because it's very gadget heavy right away, just like the last one. They're in Troublemaker <laughs> Park, which I guess is the studio that is part yeah, of that was film. funny yeah it was like it seemed like they were like advertising the studio and i was like who are they advertising this to like i the <laughs> viewer i'm not gonna like go get them to make me a movie or something you know <laughs> yep and the the mascot for troublemaker kind of looks like a cheap comic book character like old school like funnies you know like in a, yeah. in a newspaper and Definitely. it's they have uh right away we're introduced like i think one of the first faces we see is uh bill paxton which i'll rest in peace i miss that son of a bitch i love him i kept trying to figure out was it bill paxton or like a bill paxton lookalike like he he looks so much like bill paxton and yet in some in some degree he doesn't but that's really him <laughs> that's think it's really because him. you don't expect him to be surrounded by the spy kids universe he just seems so out of place that he just must be an imposter. And you know what I will say? I think they did something with his body. Like, it almost seems like that's not his body. And I got to look back at it again. But he looks bigger and a little, I don't know, like a little more husky. And he's kind of always been a pretty lanky guy. So I don't know. Maybe maybe that's think, why it kind of looks like it's not him. Do you think like mm. a Christian Bale type, he like put on weight mm. just for this role? <laughs> <laughs> for 30 seconds <laughs> honestly uh i would give him so many kudos for that that's method a nickelodeon gack award for that let's but no he's in this one and he's with the president's daughter her name is alexandria i believe and she's the little girl from uh the the, the uh, was it i was gonna say scrooge what's the fucking uh nightmare no uh wrong the christmas grinch, movie probably. the grinch the thank grinch. you she's uh cindy lou who i didn't realize that until you just <gasps> said it just now, i didn't even right. realize that made yeah sense. who uh retired like, at some point she started retired. a rock band she started a metal Her. band yeah no way you know she always gives up this precocious energy yeah she does well sorry russell like no a couple of things like she was almost like the hero of the movie in a strange way like the central Mm. conflict that we're presented to first is hers you know she's like she wants attention from her dad the president and uh i just thought that's so interesting she's the first face you see it's almost like well the spy kids they did all their stuff in the first one. To be honest, they don't really have anything that interesting going on. So we'll we'll introduce this other 
kind of stunt casting here you know you're right i think it is sort of the um it's the driving it's the driver of the film because the only reason this all gets going is because she's just out of being sort of angry at her dad she steals this very incredible important device from his which is in his desk he doesn't even keep it like in a safe or something well you gotta hide it in plain sight man that's 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 what it takes it's like his paperweight Thousands. Famously, and there think, was very little to be afraid of in the White House. Yeah, true. <laughs> Good point. I, I think she was like kind of a better actor than the actual, <laughs> you know, stars of the movie as well. Than the you are one hundred percent right. Yeah. I think she is better at at playing that kind of president's daughter, but it's a little bit turned up a notch, almost cartoonish. But it's obvious that this movie's tongue in cheek, so everything's turned up a notch. Mm-hmm. And I think she does a good job with that. Uh, it's too bad she's not in it more. But the parts she's in are pretty fun. Uh, the Secret Service guys I love, they all kind of look like the Agent Smiths for The Matrix. <laughs> <laughs> a, a lot of the characterization of this movie is just built on different weird sunglasses. You know, like all the Secret yes. Service guys have, and they all look like like sunglasses they probably bought in bulk from like a walmart do you remember when walmart used to have those like oh, yeah nascar brand plastic sunglasses you know i used to buy those no. in a pinch if i was at the beach i'd be like fuck i forgot my sunglasses or i left mm-hmm. them somewhere i'd be like ah, let's go to walmart i'm gonna buy those cheap ass pieces of shit then I'd throw them in the ocean and choke a fish i'm kidding <laughs> i'd never do that Only now we have to find your brother podcast the suncasti sunglassio podcast <laughs> rolls off the tongue yeah <laughs> <laughs> That's a much wider net. Any actor who has worn sunglasses. Oh, yeah, dude. We'd be able to cover almost every film ever. But, yeah, like, and, you know, sunglasses, you're right. That is a big thing. And, in fact, there's a meme that I just – it's it's weird how kismet it is because I was just looking at Instagram, Ooh. and it was – um I don't know. I can't remember what it was, but it was basically a chick with a fat ass, and she was, like, walking down the street. <laughs> And um, I forget, it was some kind of like she was getting arrested by a cop, but the cop kind of let her go because she, she had a fat ass. And so um, I was looking down at the comments and this one guy has the the meme of Junie when he has those glasses and they, pew, 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 they like yeah, magnify. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, hilarious. It's it's so apt, too, because all the spy kids in this movie are like upsettingly horny. You know? Yes, he's like, yeah, Junie wants to, I mean, talk about aiming high when you're trying to fucking smash the president's daughter. You are definitely taking some risks. He's eight. <laughs> exactly. That's what makes it upsetting. And that's that was one of my big issues with the movie. It's like the chemist, the, the like sparks between the president's daughter and Junie are like so like white hot. Like in that ballet scene, the ballet scene, scene later where she's like watching his video call, you know. My God, like, yeah. This movie is not good. This is not okay. Well, this was a Weinstein's uh, uh, supported pick. So, <laughs> oh no, yeah, oh dear. Yes, he did help fund this film. So, uh, yeah. This. <laughs> By the way, I only said the smash thing just to see his reaction. <laughs> 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 I was smashing my junk on stuff at eight years old. I'm like, this feels kind of good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, enough about my eight year old penis. And uh, that's why I never babysat boys again. Oh, I know. It gets rough. Yeah. It's <laughs> never, ever, never, never. 
And so, yes, they have this connection. We meet those douchebag, um, the the douchebag spy kids. I think it's Gary and the Giggles. The Gary, Giggles. Gary Giggles and Gertie Giggles. Gertie. Giltrid is pretty good too. Yeah, Gertie. Yeah. It, like I felt like Gary, he he should have aged out of the program at this point. Like he he is a bit too old to be a spy kid. Yeah. He's a spy teen at this point. He's a spy also, teen. Also felt they they looked like a just a pair of meth heads. Like they look like <laughs> Diantward Junior, you know, like the Diantward babies. Yeah. Basically. You're yeah. right. They do look they do look like they listen to a lot of electronic music like all day. <laughs> I'll tell you what upset me about that scene. The Secret Service gave Carmen and Junie 40 seconds to get to the president's daughter before they were like, oh, let's send in the kids with updated tech. 40 yeah, seconds totally updated yeah. tech? What? Let's send the slightly wider kids, the, the, the more Aryan ones. You know, they're... they're <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. We know that Hispanic kids can't save a little blonde girl. <laughs> they can't speak with her. They don't even know how she talks. <laughs> She'll be They'll frightened. Scare her. They'll <laughs> they're terrorists. They're gonna be like Adriba, Adriba. She's gonna freak out and fall off, man. This was the gun. year after 9/11, so she was probably super racist. True. <laughs> yeah, that's why she would have been racist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, before then, nobody was. Before racist. then, no. No, she there was, was no such <laughs> thing as racism before. No. Then. <laughs> so yeah, she just does this to make a scene, and then we have the little rivalry between Gary and Junie, but they obviously yeah, don't and, like each other. I don't know. So the listeners, I, I keep losing track. But so like the president's daughter climbs this uh, big old ride, to this like ride the juggler. The juggler she yeah. gets out to try to kind of like coax her father into like coming and paying attention to her which looks like the most unsafe roller coaster in the history of cinema it's such a cool idea it's like it's (laughs) a it's a roller coaster ride that has your you get into like balls right yeah and like it it juggles you it throws the roller coaster balls into the air this is definitely where you re- like I like that Robert Rodriguez does this first thing in the beginning of the film because you realize, oh, it's that kind of world. Like this is Definitely. almost cartoon. This is some fucking Roger Rabbit bullshit where it's like you can just get away with stuff that makes no sense. Because imagine having to uh, compensate for wind, <laughs> wind speeds. And, <laughs> yes. Like that would be impossible. Like so many people Literally would die. Imp- oh, my God. There would be so many lawsuits and not to mention the impact. Yeah. Oh. God, you would have to have like a a, a spring for a spine in order to <laughs> well, ride I mean, this ride. I think you know Bill Paxton. He used what he learned in Twister because they also had little balls <laughs> there that were also, flying that around in tornado. You think yeah. this is the same Bill Paxton from Twister who later became a theme park owner? <laughs> like Gotta that. be. I mean, what kind of job is professional storm chaser? That's not a full time job True. that you can just do. You know. Yeah, and he was like a he was a storm chaser, kind of a troublemaker in his own way. I mean, you're out there getting next to storm, so he was like, "Why not? I'll just start a troublemaker little, you know, park and try to kill children." <laughs> so <laughs> maybe that's his that's his plan all along. He's trying to locate the tornado so yeah. he can throw children into them. Yeah, this whole thing it's a population <laughs> it's a population control outfit. You know, it's just like we got to shave off the population here. 
Uh, so yeah, so she gets on there. They eventually save her. Her dad comes in. They grab the it's what's it called? Transmold transmuter something like Trans- that. Mooker. Transmooker, which sounds really scientific. It honestly sounds like a derogatory word. Like they look at that transmooker over there. <laughs> oh, it does though. It's not good. It's not good. I think I call oh, it a transmooter. That doesn't yeah, that does not work without context. Wow. No, it doesn't. But it's a nice made-up word because who gives a shit? It's a children's movie, and uh they, they go in. And by the way, I like that all the special devices like the transmooker. It looks so like it just looks like a toy. Like I yeah. think the Power Rangers little thingies looked more real than the fucking transmooker. Yeah, I mean, I, I think like many movies, they were probably had in mind. Okay, we're gonna sell these to children. You know, true, <laughs> true. Was, and but it, I don't know why a child would buy a transmooker. Like, what's it gonna do? Like, <laughs> yeah, you're definitely not gonna stop all the like. Yeah, because yeah, the, the point of this, <laughs> listeners, is this thing is supposed to be able to shut down any electrical devices of any kind. In, within its vicinity but the we find out that um you know they so after this they go to some gala or some kind of awards ceremony where the president's there he's supposed to announce the new director and gregorio is ready to become the new director everyone's whispering like oh he's got to be the next guy because he's got the pencil mustache and mm-hmm. great hair and he's antonio banderas and he looks great and this this guy who actually was in the first one but doesn't really have lines. I don't really. Think. Yeah, he's in the first idea. one. This Donigan giggles explains it because you know that's that's Mike Judge the, the yes Beavis Mike Judge, <laughs> and I thought he was such like a not very compelling villain. You know, you have all these great actors doing really great parts. Yeah, and then Mike Judge, he he he's a little weaselly, which is a good effect, but True. he just doesn't have any he doesn't have any presence in the movie you know he doesn't have this kind of like charisma that you would expect. No, he's like, doing that deadpan delivery which he's done in a couple of films it's like his favorite thing to do where it's very there's just not a lot behind it and you can't tell if he's it's it's i <laughs> i forget what uh my my friend was describing it to me but it's almost that like lack of social skills vibe yeah <laughs> you know? this guy hangs out in his basement a lot you know he's uh he's maybe crocheting and okay. <laughs> i'm kidding I mean... <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean i guess that's kind of what you want in a kid's movie you want this kind of like adult that just seems like wholly unfun in every way yes you know mm. yeah the oss but... even though his name is giggles which is the funnest name uh, Dr. Giggles, he was great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a murderous dentist. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. But movie. he did it with panache, and that's he what did. matters in this world. He was. He was quite charming. Yeah. You got you got like Mike Judge, like the 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 like inventor of two of the most iconic like giggles of all time in Beavis and Butthead. And it's it's this <laughs> movie, he can't even get out like a halfway compelling or convincing he does try little to, or something he tries in the, in the very end he does try to do a beavis like one but i think he was trying not to make it too like it because he does that kind of you know uh, yeah yeah you feel like he used up his good ones already and so he could he's out of giggles yeah he's lightning he, can't strike three times i guess i, I mean if you think about it he's made his career true yeah that is what happens <laughs> but i mean it's weird like he's made i i wonder if that was the whole reason why uh robert rodriguez gave that character that name because if you think about it one of the foundational aspects of beavis and butthead is the giggles like the way yeah. they laugh 
So I wonder if he's like, hey, so you know how that's pretty much who you are and that's all your you that's pretty much your success? Well, you're gonna be called Giggles. <laughs> he's so, like, I did okay. a lot of other stuff since then. <laughs> yeah, you know, I did like a King of the Hill, and so I, I know how to do mumble stuff and <laughs> <laughs> oh man if this voice if if this movie he had been doing a boomhauer accent oh, oh my god bad, much better movie <laughs> i would love that that would have been so good Dang just have transmover man <laughs> he just has somebody that translates for him that like stays next to him the whole perfect time. Or, or gadget that Wait, translates that know? sounds awesome i would love that not even good. I'm telling me and Robert Rodriguez, we need to we need to get together, come up with Spy Kids Ten. You need to find out which gym he goes to. Yeah, yeah, sure. I know. I gotta find him at the gym. I'm like, hey, let me spot for you. Let me put my balls in your face really quick. <laughs> That's basically what spotting is. Like, hey, let me put my crotch incredibly close to your face, just in case you're. This is too heavy for you. But yes, yeah. If we and ever get together, people, I mean, there are still people that are homophobic. Like, oh, I know, right? The gym is heads. like. Yeah, come on. Yeah, it's very homoerotic in the gym. Very, a lot of guys grunting and making moaning sounds, and I, I know I get hard. Um, if you so. enjoy the gym, you're not allowed <laughs> to be homophobic. Those are the rules. True. Yeah, Arnold Schwarzenegger coming in the gym. Ah, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm wiping off way more than sweat on that bench. Let me tell you what. Uh, so and that's why I also don't go to the gym. <laughs> like, oh, a lot of fluids. <laughs> Yeah, it's a theater. It's like a theater floor on my my weightlifting bench. Uh, so, so then we go, we go from there. We we head to that gala. Everyone yeah, gets and knocked so out. <laughs> when I saw, so when I saw the president for the first time, I thought, oh, is this yeah. just the Bill Paxton character? Is it like secretly is the president also the theme park guy? Because <laughs> they just both look to me like these kinds of like character act, like career character actors they who. Are play like sort of like football dad types yeah you know? shooter mcgavin exclusively yeah, yeah shooter shoot. mcgavin to me he looks like a little like a dennis quaid type you know does yeah he does have that type i think he's a little more sh- like um I-, I can't think of the word sh- not snarky but like swarmy. yeah he's Is got that, that kind of sneering almost like sneering a blue bloodish uh look yeah 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 for sure and i i love this i love this casting it's very akin to mars attacks of having jack nicholson as a president it's very slimy like you would you, it's you can look at him and know this guy's like pretty crooked like this guy's he's like real. yeah yeah well he's we like already president. know he doesn't care about his daughter very much exactly he's like True. president deadbeat dad you know yeah 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 definitely definitely he he does not give a shit and he, to the point where he's about to say Gregorio is going to be the next director, but then it's very obvious it gets hacked, but he just goes, like, he just goes with it. And he's like, oh. It's... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he gives it to Mr. Giggles. Um, I always forget that guy's last name. Donegan? Something like that? Donegan? Donegan's his first name, I think. Like <clears throat> Donegan Giggles, Giggles is the last yeah. name. Yeah, yeah, Donegan Giggles, and he announces him Because as it's the... Gary Giggles and Gertie Giggles. It's his last name true and nepotism comes into play because he gets director and right away he promotes his two kids and sends them on one of the most important missions (laughs) well the whole universe is built on nepotism of course because it's like the kids of spies you know and it's really funny how Mm -hmm. like that it comes up a few times where they're like okay we need a spy who's small for this mission it's like this weird labor labor laws child labor thing subtext where like yeah, I was thinking like I bet when they're not doing spy missions, they have them like 
mining for coal or something. (laughs) (laughs) It's like in a a snow piercer where they have a little kid that just like turns the gears. Yeah. They're like, cause they can, they're the only ones that can fit. Yeah. I can't wait until I'm big enough to retire. Yeah. One day I'm going to be an above ground spy. (laughs) Is this what spies do dad? Yeah. Yeah. That's what they do. They're like in a sewer of shit, and they're like, "Well, oh. one that could fit in there, kiddo." Just shoveling. <laughs> Here's your little yeah. shovel, kid. <laughs> it's important to keep in mind, Russell. So, because you didn't see the first one, right? Right. So, in the first one, uh, uh, Junie and uh, Carmen—they're the first Spy Kids. So they're the ones who started <laughs> this entire Spy Kids organization. There was never to Spy save Kids. their parents between the first movie and the second movie. Now there's a whole school a of like a hundred spy kids or something that's how good they are at their job they invented the spy kid job because junie and carmen were so good at it yeah they brought child labor back to america hell yes dude (laughs) child labor contract labor dude you get paid by what by you risking your life every single day yeah it's insane like and a lot of their parents are also spies, so they're like sending their kids off to go smite, like get captured, tortured. A surprising <laughs> amount of parents are super cool with their kids being international spies, and that bothers me. Yeah, yeah. like is there a spy kids movie where like they have to waterboard someone? <laughs> oh god, <laughs> there's like ten of these. <laughs> spy kids assassins. Hell yeah, spy dude. kids Guantanamo Bay. <laughs> That's what I want. I want. I want Spy Kids ten to be rated R. Like I, the, the kids are grown up now. They have kids. Um, yeah. Junie finally does get to smash the president's daughter. We'll bring her out of retirement <laughs> and bring her in this film. They're now of age. If that makes you feel better, Hannah. Uh, well, obviously they're of movie. age. He's married to Megan Trainer. Oh yeah, damn it! I already forgot about the fun facts. We we gotta have uh Jack, Zack Snyder direct the Spy Kids. Oh, reboot. dude, so much slow mo. It could be a four hour film. <laughs> Wait, who would you cast as Junie's kid and who would you cast as Carmen's kid? Ooh, that's a good question. I don't know I don't enough know child actors because I'm not a creeper, but <laughs> Right. That's a good you know, point. I watched TV recently. Okay, you got young Sheldon, that's a kid. So that's a, that's a kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he could be Carmen's kid, and maybe she she got with like a pale white guy. Right. Yeah. Well, it's I mean, the true. obvious answer is the the Wednesday chick, but she's already pretty old. I think she's pretty the old. Ortega. Yeah. yeah she's yeah. not really a kid. She's oh, like I in thought her you 20s. meant Christina Ritchie. No, she's like <laughs> fifty or something. <laughs> we could we could put her like in like where it kind of looks like she's a little person, you know, just CGI. <laughs> like dwarf. Yeah, you know, dwarf her up. <laughs> yeah, just put her knees in some shoes, dude. Yeah, I mean, you, you did an Indiana Jones treatment. You just digitally de-aged them. You know. Yeah, easy cheesy. Um, but Bluey yeah, no, I don't kid, know. Right? Peppa Pig is a kid. Bluey is a kid. Robin is a kid. Who is Robin? Who are you talking about? Who are these? Robin people? is uh, is Batman's uh, the uh, cartoon. Princess. Yeah, I don't know. Kids so they all have either. cartoon children. You feel well, like. then this was a great question. <laughs> like a Roger Rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming up with a question. No one can answer. <laughs> This is what we do. We had the, the hard hitting questions on the podcast. Yeah. I realized as I was asking, I don't know the right answer. I really hope they do. It would not have been good if me and Russell just started spouting out children actors. Like, oh man, there's this one kid. He's in this Nickelodeon show. 
He's so hot. I mean, he's so talented. He's got moves. <laughs> I want to see him horny for the president's daughter. <laughs> oh I love that. That's the that's the like subtitle. Spy Kids Ten horny for the president's daughter. <laughs> uh, Spy Kids Spy Kids Ten presidential smash. I like that, dude. Fifty Shades of Gadgets. Yeah. Oh, yeah, <laughs> oh yeah imagine the gadgets they have as adults like Dooney right now is working his dungeon is packed with shit holy crap mm-hmm. he's got sex bots they're all thumbs sticking up your ass <laughs> damn so did you know that the thumb thumbs are actually based on a childhood drawing of robert rodriguez's i want <laughs> you to i want you to I want you to answer that for me and think, <laughs> think if I knew, <laughs> I definitely did not know that. <laughs> I'm just saying maybe don't stick it up your butt if it is a kid's thing. Well, I mean, okay, but the thumb thumbs at this point, they would have been around for a little bit. You know, it may have come from a kid's brain, but, you know. Yeah, I mean, all, all thumbs were children thumbs at one point in time, you know. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know it's that if you work. don't have brains up. or if you're all thumbs, I don't know that you have the emotional capacity to mature to as an adult. Yeah, exactly. Good point. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. Can thumbs consent? Well, the thumb thumbs well, are they robots, can give a right? thumbs up. Thumbs which is up. Like universal <laughs> language for consent. Yeah, they're constantly thumbs giving consent. Down. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. If you're, if you're, uh, if they're thumbs down, it's because you're bidding them over. That's pretty bad. Like you know, <laughs> to a thumb thumb. They need a safe hand signal somehow. You, you bend them <laughs> over. You're like, do you want me to stop? You give me the thumbs down. <laughs> no, keep going. I can't tell if I don't know enough about thumbs to keep up with this conversation, or if I don't know about enough about sex. But I'm not keeping up at all. <laughs> it's okay. We'll move on from thumb thumb pornos. Probably wise. <laughs> it's probably wise. But yeah, so this all unfolds and there's a huge fight. We find out that Donegan is actually he's a he wants to take over the world. He wants to get this fucking transmooker thing. And he's working with these magnet men or Yeah. He's working yeah, with uh, the magnet heads. Salt Bay clones. <laughs> yeah, dude. Of people who look like Salt Bay. Yep, they have magnetic mm-hmm. heads and they look like salt. They all wear sunglasses. They're all very emotionless and um, they're like kid dolls down there. I mean, we've never seen Salt Bay's <laughs> penis. Yep. Salted <laughs> it off years ago. Salt Bay. The, yeah, the salt Turkish salt chef who who does the like salt sprinkle for me. Oh, Salt Bay. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, Salt Bay. B A E. Yeah, Salt yeah, Bay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, so they're they're trying to get the transmooker because the one that the president has is a prototype, Ooh. so it can only affect what's within proximity device wise. Because they do use it at some point where they have these guns that just have like wob- wobbly test uh, testicles, <laughs> tentacles. <laughs> they don't have testicles on them. They're little tentacles. I, I, I think. Daniel, I think again you may have accidentally watched the porn period. <laughs> damn, that's why I saw that kid smashing. That was uh, just happening to you. <laughs> what website it. are you downloading movies from? Shit, not nah, That's where all the sexual tension came from. Oh, I'm on a list now. <laughs> Fucking hey, man. But no, uh, yes, they have these things. They shut off the devices. They fight. But then uh, Junie fights with Gary to get the transmooker. Yeah. And because of and that, it the, slips away. All the adults and- are are roofied at this they're point. all roofied out. Drank the champagne can we address the logic of only poisoning the adults in a room filled with spy kids with spy kids that's a good point yeah 
I, someone I, didn't know about spy or someone assumed that spy kids were are all also hard drinkers which is a good reasonable assumption yeah. to make you know it would have been cool yeah. to give them like capri sons that were spiked you know <laughs> yeah another good product tie-in right there's a couple <laughs> I, I think there might be some product tie-ins uh, there's a lot of mcdonald's tie-in yeah they're mm-hmm. always making uh of uh big macs constantly the dry freeze big macs are constantly made especially in the first one <laughs> and uh anyway so the the magnet men which by the way here's another thing if you're talking like actual physics they get sucked in they get sucked up to a ufo thing ship and because their heads are magnets they go straight up to the bottom and just magnetized to it uh-huh. i'm sorry that would make your brain explode i think like oh my god i w- i watched that and i was like those people are paralyzed <laughs> they-, <laughs> <laughs> they hit really hard it's true yeah they never make a complete sentence after that you know that's like oh hit by the donkey. well they don't i mean they never that's speak they- so maybe that's, that's true. why they never you know. speak yeah maybe they're robots they're probably robots. Or they're just really they're brain damaged. Right? We've already yeah. the Spy Kids series has already established the existence of robots that look like people. True. I like the idea though that like every magnet man starts off talking, but by that third time they hit the UFO, <laughs> they are vegetables, man. <laughs> they gotta keep replacing them. He's like, there. You, you get hired. You're like, why is everyone so quiet? These guys sure don't talk much. <laughs> <laughs> to see drool coming out from <laughs> slowly. Oh, man. so they get yeah, away I, with the transmooker. It's a whole thing. I watched this movie twice, and like the second <gasps> time, the first time, I couldn't figure out like why did they even think Junie was responsible for everything? Like <laughs> they, Gary they pointed. To, Gary pointed. That's the whole thing. Yeah, Gary they, pointed. Yeah, you're gonna trust the whiter kid. Like I said, he, this kid looks like a all American badass, you know. So and this he, kid looks like that. a ginger. Nobody trusts ginger. Yeah, yeah, you're not gonna trust a weird ginger troll. <laughs> you're a hobbit. Go do hobbit things, do you hobbit. hobbit. You hairy foot instead of a bitch. He looked. He looked especially when he was trying to do the ballet thing. So he and the president's daughter ballet because that's her only dance. Yeah. And like he looked yeah. especially like a Oompa Loompa there when he was doing the ballet. <laughs> You're right, that was some Oompa Loompa shit he was doing. <laughs> oh my god! I, if there's any listeners out there, can you please put one of the Oompa Loompa songs to that segment of the? Of the movie? <laughs> that it was like a. It was a kind of a funny choice. Was like so, uh, Gary Giggles was trying to dance with Carmen. And uh, Antonio Banderas kind of comes up and gives him a hard time. Like, what dances do you know? And he's telling him. And then uh, Antonio Banderas asks him if he knows the waltz. And he's like, yeah. And so he demonstrates it with Carmen. And it just goes to, like, Antonio Banderas and Junie, like, just cracking up. Mm-hmm. And we just have to assume the way they're waltzing was somehow funny because we do not see it They at don't all. show it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe that was he's a interesting. nerd because he's waltzing. Uh, yeah, maybe a waltz is just a really uncool dance. I don't know. But Junie ballets. And of the uncool dances to know, I think a waltz yeah. is a little bit less uncool. Yeah I, yeah, I don't know. How often do you just ballet in on at the club or something? Yeah, you really <laughs> ballet to Hot like... Choice. Yeah, because I always... I think even on my notes, I always thought of ballet as more of... Even though they'll do it in groups, it's still very individual in a way. They're rarely mm-hmm. interacting that much. It's every now and then, you know, Nutcracker here and there. There's a couple out there. But 
I thought it was just so weird for them to be doing ballet together. And it's kind of like a dance in a way it's, but then again, this is spy kids too. So maybe they felt like it's a dance that kids know about, you know? Yeah. I don't know what, what was the ballet choice? It was cool. I I appreciate it. I thought the stuff they were doing wasn't really ballet probably, even though I have very limited not knowledge of ballet. I don't know how often you cartwheel in ballet. Yeah, not very often. <laughs> not very often. So from there, we cut to uh, all through all this happens. And by the way, how do a bunch of spies get tricked into drinking spike spiked champagne or whatever? Like, don't they, they aren't they sweet. always getting poisoned? Yeah. You should have some sort of natural immunity to iocane powder at this point. Oh, that's true. They just shake it off. Like, oh, I've had worse. Knock me out. <laughs> Sons of bitches. But yeah, so. I do like the, the I like that scene where after the transmookers have been stolen, we cut to so this is the part that's um filmed in San Antonio. That's actually our central <gasps> library downtown, that weird enchilada looking building with the yellow and the reds and You're oh, so that's kidding. the school. You the mean, school, the yeah, the, is my kids school. All wow. that is filmed in our central library downtown. Yeah, it's wild looking. I'm glad you told me that because I was going to say yeah. some insulting things about it. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't say I thought it was the most beautiful thing ever, Russell. I'm just telling you that it's here. <laughs> I just feel like it would be culturally insensitive to, <laughs> to talk about it. Well, I did call it enchilada looking, so. But, uh, <laughs> That's true. But uh, kind of like it's, the way you don't want to say like cholo. <laughs> Oscar Meyer Wiener. <laughs> it's like color it, scheme, you know. It, it is, yes. It it looked really cool. It's one of those things. I remember when I first saw it because it, it opened when I was really young, and I remember thinking, "Wow, that's freaking cool." But as I get older, I'm like, "Man, this looks bonkers, bro!" <laughs> like, what the <laughs> fuck were they thinking? But uh, but it does work as like this kind of weird spy kid school, like it because it looks interesting and odd. And um, I do love the branding of the OSS. They put OSS everywhere they, they fucking love <laughs> you gotta advertise OSS. when you're a spy agency you gotta you gotta really let people know 100 <laughs> percent. let everyone know that you're a spy organization <laughs> yeah it's true it's so fucking being the loudest most colorful building in town so everyone <laughs> knows where to find your spy children <laughs> it's insane man oh my god so yeah from here that's when uh they the uh giggles decides to send his kids out to go to the i forget what it's called it's like a certain um yucatan or some shit like that uh project which is basically to head up to this island where the real transmooker is the one that can actually turn off everything in the entire world off all the devices off and whoever's in charge of that obviously has control of everything in the world it was the mission that carmen wanted and she was really pissed that gertie got it instead stupid gertie mm-hmm. gertie not turf. pissed at yeah, not pissed at Gary because Gary's hot. Pissed at Gertie. Yeah, she has. Yeah, we find out that Carmen has a little bit of a teenage crush on on Gary, even though he has like zero sex appeal. This guy looks like a fucking real piece of shit. Um, <laughs> again, he looks like he looks like he would play like a one episode like character on Breaking Bad, like one of the meth heads that they. Yeah, like he looks like he starts fires and hurts like (laughs) cats, you know, like he looks like a real psychopath. He looks like bad news. He does. Like they try to make him like a bad guy, like a like a bad boy, you know, like a rebel without a cause. But he doesn't really portray that very well. He looks like somebody who watches hockey only because he likes fighting with other hockey watchers. Yeah, yeah, totally, (laughs) totally. 
And so, or like he loves backyard wrestling too. You know? Yes. Yeah, he definitely He's loves got backyard, backyard wrestling. wrestling energy. Yeah. Probably a juggalo, you know? Oh, oh yeah. He's just a couple of years away from going to the ICP festival, whatever it's called. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> yeah. And he, the whole thing, like the whole joke about him is he has this like really high pitched, weird giggle that he does, but they only have him do it like once, which bothered me a little bit, you know? Like I felt like. Yeah. He should be giggling all the time, you know. He should be like laughing at all kinds of stuff. Oh, like he well, so he's he's, he's like the joke of it, Russell. Yeah, he's the Joker. Yeah. He's Joaquin Phoenix <laughs> and the Joker. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, he is about yeah, he kind of hides it, which makes it look even more mm-hmm. kind of weird cuz he's like, mm, you know, like yeah. it's it's, it's yeah. great. It's great. They should have used he's a it. He's a funny bit. It's a bad look. It is a bad look. So I think that's why he's such a dickhead because he can't ever be happy. You oh, know, true. like yeah. if you make him laugh, yeah. he giggles like a you know ten year old little Asian girl. So like he's he, got to like be very yeah. proactive in like stopping people from making a joke towards him. You know, like saying something funny. <laughs> I must him. avoid joy at all costs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cannot establish rapport with anyone. I can think of a couple of podcasts you can listen to to avoid laughing. <laughs> but <laughs> we're right here, Daniel. I didn't mean y'all. Jesus Christ, I'm not that much of a dickhead. Uh, so, so yeah, so they they end up getting they end up getting back at him, which I love. It's one of my favorite part of the movie because um, Judy and Carmen go back to their place. Which, by the way, they these kids grew up with some money. Their house is dope. Mm-hmm. They have the so best treehouse. Did y'all ever have a treehouse? I, I didn't even know those were a real thing until I got older. I thought that was like well, movie shit. I was thinking about like I, I knew other kids who had treehouses, but That's it so was cool. usually just like a platform. It's like their dad mm-hmm. had like put some two by fours together to make a something you could kind of stand on you know this is what happens you don't have mexicans build your treehouse it's it's gonna come out like a fucking it's not osha certified my best friends growing up had a treehouse but it definitely did not have like a super spy lair oh true yeah you didn't have Mm -hmm. uh chairs that come out from the ground and no it didn't have any it was basically just like a, a shack that was in a tree that all of us were afraid to go in at the same time Oh, yes. Yeah, you have to all distribute the weight. You're like, you go on that corner, I'll go on this corner. Yeah, we mostly just hung out underneath it and said, wow, what a cool treehouse. <laughs> Did you look at that? We should make yeah, I was, like I was that. thinking about how, like, we were watching a movie about, you know, possibly billionaires who, like, later get in a submarine that fails, you know. Oh, my it was, God. There's supposed I to be the good guys you're reading for them. I got to tell you, I did have something in my notes about that. Oh, yeah? <laughs> I did. I, I, I wasn't sure I was going to use it or not, but I, I, you couldn't help but think about it because it's such yeah. – I don't like to date my episodes by making super current event-type jokes. but Current events. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, no event. worries because now it's not even current anymore. As no, it's pretty old now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, that debris is long gone. Uh, so <laughs> it's gone with the – motion of the ocean so yeah so they go into this tree house and under the bridge now it, it really is somewhere <laughs> and it's crazy and by the way one of us is probably gonna eat a fish that has eaten the debris of that sub which is kind of cool so true. yeah dude, I'm, gonna rich, little... I'm gonna eat rich people dude, Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> I t- if i was a cannibal dude i'd only eat the richest of the rich man i would oh my fucking, God, yeah dude elon musk well they dude. must be the tastiest 
Oh yeah, they don't go outside that much. They they take care of themselves. They eat right. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it'd be good. You it'd want grass fed cows? Absolutely. Hell get yeah. those get those rich vegans. Those organic fed <laughs> vegan <laughs> rich people. So they finally we are introduced to the whole band of the hour. Yes. Danny Trejo shows up finally. <laughs> the hero and of the he film. Was, was he a bigger part in the first movie? Yes. Yeah, not that much bigger, but bigger. And he's also more important to the storyline. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this uh, one, he he's is... kind of a whatever character. He's like, just he's just their device guy. He's Uncle Machete. That Uncle they Machete. never, ever see because he's busy being Machete. Yeah, he's off doing his own thing. <laughs> yeah. uh, and so they, he helps them out. He gives them some new watches that look like um, really cheap kind of nike style uh <laughs> athletic watches and apparently and they, they do have some everything but tell time yes didn't have enough space for to put in a little chronograph little timer thing mm-hmm. funny which is good hilarious joke. good joke <laughs> <laughs> so good they'll tell it like three more times <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's when you know a, a joke lands when you hear someone in the audience go that's funny good one <laughs> <laughs> here you know yeah i, I really oh, yeah. love again all the gadgets here they're all things that you could like well you know it it all feels very retro in a funny way where it's all stuff that you would see it's got like this nerf nerf gun aesthetic from the mm-hmm. 90s or something you know it does yeah it, it it's very i think that's what i like about even though a lot of this is outlandish and, and makes no fucking sense i like that it feels like if when we were kids if we were going to make like, oh, like I want to make a submarine, it would look like mm-hmm. this. It would look insane. None of the buttons would be listed as to what they do. The kids just <laughs> know what the fuck the buttons do. Oh, fully. Sure. Yeah. You know? The the um, the jetpack I tried to make after watching Spy Kids uh, was made out of colored straw. Colored straws. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. So, no. Eight-year-old aesthetics when they're designing gadgets is not practical. True. Yeah, no, it's it's going to be quite an adventure. But, you know, you use your imagination and, you know, you you, 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 you make something that kind of looks like it and then your imagination takes you the rest of the way. That's just the way it goes. So, yeah, the Yukata assignment has, has been assigned to the kids, but the kids go to the treehouse. The Cortez kids go to the treehouse to basically hack into the system. They assigned them. She re she re uh, hires her brother who got fired, by the way, uh, after what happened uh, in the in the gala thing. Totally and his fault. It's so messed up, man. They really obviously they just didn't like him. They're just <laughs> yeah. looking for an excuse to get rid of this son of a bitch. Get rid of that <laughs> hobbit ginger. Yeah, we don't trust him. <laughs> but he gets reinstated. Uh, she brings them back to, a, a, I think they become level ones or something like that, or level. Mm-hmm. I think they're she, still level two at this point. They're still level I, two, yeah. She boosts which is their weird level how the, the oh, first, yeah, you're right, they're level two. The first spy kid who started the whole program is level two. Like, makes no a, sense. It feels as if they were saving level one for someone else. Yeah, they're like, like you're the first okay. one, but you're not that good. So we're exactly. gonna make you level two. You know how long it took for Michael Jordan to come into the league? We're not just going to assign the first good player of the NBA as the greatest player of all time. So you're going to have to earn that shit. So, <laughs> so yeah, they hack it. They they got, they got get that assignment to the, the Giggles kids. They have them. They send them out to some desert somewhere. I forget what I said. I said Afghanistan, but that's not what it's called. I forget what they call it. <laughs> but I love sure that. 
it's such a good idea. I, I I like that little bit of like a little bit of payback for these. Oh, of all the in this scene, this um this is used in the first film, Russell, where Junie has this magical fucking power to mimic someone's voice perfectly. Really? Yeah. <laughs> it's it's so, because I, both his parents are spies, I think. Ah, uh, so some kind of like what's that called? Like phenotype? Like wh- what is that thing where you're you inherit things from your DNA that's like Earth? experience? Oh, incest. <laughs> that's it. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. <laughs> A slack jaw. <laughs> you inherit that from incest. <laughs> so he can just mimic people. Yes, mm-hmm. it, perfectly. He does it a lot in the first film where he mimics her and then he uses it again later. And so that's why he's able to actually – it's so perfect. He does the little giggle that Gary does, and it lets him into into the program. So, yeah, apparently it works. So mm-hmm. then they go. They see uh, their Uncle Felix, who isn't really their uncle, as he likes to say, because I think the movie was trying to say this guy ends up kind of backstabbing the whole family. So I think at the I time think- he was trying not to feel bad. Yeah, my like head cannon. My my uh fan theory is that he's actually their dad because he gets really <gasps> he gets really like angry oh. about them calling him their uncle in a really like weird way. Like, why should he care so much? You know, and I just True. felt like he just had this kind of he's got this <laughs> this kind of like cuck like personality about him. Like he's just really he's got an axe to grind about something. You know. And this yeah. is my, I think it's that he's their real dad. I think Cheech oh. Marin is their dad. Wow. So you think that Ingrid like boned him behind? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Greg Rory. Probably like Cheech and Chong days. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. They both got high in the, in the tree house. And yes. one thing so, led to another. Yeah. I kind of want to address at this point, a little bit of an age discrepancy that we've seen in both the first ones. Cause Carla Gugino almost did not take this role uh, because she was 29 at the time. And she thought that 29 was too young to have a 12 year old and an eight year old. Robert wow. Rodriguez's uh, mother had a 12 and an eight year old when she was 30. And that's what ended up convincing her. But Antonio Banderas was born in 1960. He is nine years older than her. That is a 26-year-old fucking a 17-year-old. And I don't know if that's really the best kind of I mean, it's illegal in a lot of states. Uh. (laughs) Fair point. I don't think Cheech Marin is much better. I think he's... Oh, he's even older. I think Cheech Marin is much, much older than Antonio Banderas. I don't think he's much, much older. I think he just No, he's just much, much less attractive. (laughs) (laughs) Which makes you look older. He's a lot of hard living. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of hard living, a lot of hard drugs, you know, you got to love him. He's someone that, you know, and I'm not trying to say that this is who he is, but I, I've had a couple of people that have met him that have said he's not that great in real life. Mm. Uh, Cheech Marine. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, it, it's each their own. You never know. Some pe- Sometimes you just catch famous people on a bad day or they just don't give a shit about you. And um, so everyone's a little bit well, different. So I'm not going to judge his character I mean- based off that. Some people just don't have such great social skills. You know, it's yeah, like they're not graceful. What we perceive as like niceness or like, oh man, that guy's so cool. They're just charismatic. You know, some people aren't quite as like good with people. It's, I, yeah. I think if I met strangers and they were, I was needed to behave with them as if they're like my good friends or something. I, I probably, people would probably assume I was shitty too. You know? yeah, yeah, I yeah. get that vibe. That is expecting a lot of. <laughs> 
We I can't expect it. everybody to be as cool as Danny Trejo. That's like uh it's, it's a too high, bar, high a standard. Yeah. It's yeah. way too high a standard. Way too high. Be your shitty if self if you're shitty. In person though. Danny True, Trejo. Yeah. Like so isn't shy. he like a didn't he like murder people? Isn't he like an ex-con? Yeah, he's an ex-con. I, I I don't think he went in for murder. I think it was for other stuff. Um probably. He did like his first drug deal when he was seven. His yeah. Wikipedia page is pretty interesting. Yeah, he grew up in the hood. It's pretty long, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Quite a long and busy life at this point. And he never says he no just, to a part. Like yeah, that's one of his philosophies. Fifty years everywhere. sober. Yeah. He's he's done an amazing job. Mm-hmm. Like, like for his community, for like sobriety, he's wonder. And he's such a sweet guy. Yeah, well, he's yeah, got I mean, a like communities need gadgets. You know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah if he had if he had if he had invented the plane that kobe was in maybe he'd still be here you know so (laughs) hey it's not too it's not too soon for a kobe joke jesus christ no 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 that one's like three years old but i don't know yeah like three four years old yeah so anyway hey rest in peace kobe uh so and his daughter and so and the pilot and so we go to the way my brain works it's broken dude so, <laughs> so we get to we get to the scuba scene where are the, the the submarine scene and they're in the sub and they're underwater but i guess to a certain point once they get close to the island all their devices shut up, shut down because of the transmuker that's on the island that's why it's undetectable because oh. the trans the transmuker shuts off all satellites and radars to it so if you're looking at it on a radar you you wouldn't be able to see it at all. It would just look like there's more ocean there. So you'd have to actually run. It's this kind of like Wakanda, I guess, or something. Like you got to kind of run yeah, into it. It's totally like Wakanda. <laughs> <laughs> Black Panther, you hack. <laughs> <laughs> so explains, I like the idea that it's a weird accent Buscemi's doing. I know. I was gonna say it'd be funny if Steve Buscemi just popped out of Black Panther. He's like the only white guy on the island. Hi, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. So yeah. So there's a, this that device should stop their sub, and they're stuck there. Now they gotta go analog. And these kids Ooh. have been leaning on their devices, much like the children that would eventually grow up around this time that this movie was made now all kids rely on their devices i don't know you I'm see not, this i might is be looking sh- too deep but you're not looking too deep you're looking okay. at the bottom of the ocean which is exactly where this movie is taking you <laughs> i like it. all right no this is why this is why it's got a 70 percent on rotten tomatoes it is timeless Thank you, Robert Rodriguez. You're a genius. <laughs> and yeah, so they, they inflate they inflate these suits that were supposed to deflate by the time they get to the surface, but it doesn't because it's electronic. So they're just in these big puffy suits. They actually kind of look kind of fun. They kind of do, don't they? Looks fun. I don't know how much I would enjoy them. Just yeah, like not I, being I able to control to where like you're going. Float down a river and just like get really drunk wearing those suits you just don't want to go upside down because you're screwed that's That's instant death but they all kind of look like violet from willy wonka when she eats the gum they just are swolled up it's their little hands stick out which is very cute it's like and um (laughs) in a lot of ways this movie's like a modern day charlie and the chocolate factory yeah they're like really gadgety like 
like a Rube Goldberg esque, you know, tech yeah. movie. Yeah. In my notes, Robert I have Rodriguez this. Rodriguez should do the new Willy oh, the Wonka, new Wonka. The Chocolate Factory. Yeah, yeah, I think he would do great, especially if they go a little darker angle since he's younger and. It seems like he's seen some shit because he's so weird when he's older. He probably like True. went through some crazy shit. Some I mean, he's played by Timothy Chalamet, so he's going to be a weird little shit. Yeah, that kid has wild yeah, I mean, eyes. Presuma- presumably, he did a lot of like really gross, like colonial stuff, you know, getting the Oompa Loompas and, you know, yeah. getting these like mm-hmm. chocolate farms set up and, and everything. You know? Yeah, it's he- tough. He's probably a really dark guy. Yeah. I think that's why he went with the little because you can collect them so much quicker. And uh, <laughs> like oh my Pokemon. god, <laughs> yeah, like Pokemon. <laughs> Jesus, and, uh, but I do have in my notes that this is Willy Wonka meets the Pink Panther. <laughs> like, it is. It's, it's it's in that. It's like if they had a child, you'd have the Spy Kids. It's just crazy. I would also like a movie where the Spy Kids have to like infiltrate willy wonka's factory you know they they don't make enough crossover movies i think in hollywood they don't and you know flippy floop or whatever his name is the 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 host (laughs) of that show he he's kind of wonka-esque you know like he's kind of uh, johnny depp yeah he's very and he made his own oompa loompas and he made them look like children for some reason oh god no i just oh my god i just connected how creepy that is this guy has a bunch of little kid robots running around his place Oof! Hilarious. They only they only speak when I tell them to speak. Oh my <laughs> like, god! Oh god. <laughs> they do whatever I tell them to do. They're <laughs> my favorite characters on my show. And by the way, I love the low tech thing of like these little robot kids like to travel by Heelys. They wear Heelys to. Uh, I know. Oh, I love that. He could work well, out, so he could work out everything else to make yep. them completely human like. But he just couldn't get walking just right. Oh my god! It's the most <laughs> early two thousands thing ever. Heelys. I think the if it, I if I have any listeners in their tw- in their twenties, I don't think they'd know what the hell I'm talking about, which is so sad. But I don't bring think back Heelys. I want to roll places. You do not. <laughs> you would <laughs> never wear Heelys. I know. You, you'd be on a TikTok really quick eating shit. <laughs> Fall immediately. Yeah. So would I. <laughs> And uh, so, yeah, so they get there, they get on the island. Um, I like that. I, I have it by notes. It's really funny because they kind of make it seem like Junie's like he loves food and he, he's a big eater and he sees a rock and he goes, that looks like a hot dog. And I was like, you know what? It does kind of look like a hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this uh, the voice thing really explains a lot because otherwise he has no like skills or like good qualities as Not... a spy, you know. Ballet? No. like classic movie trope of like there's like a really capable woman she's like a hacker and the smart one and everything and he's just kind of like he's like the captain kirk of the of the duo you know he is he's kind of only useful at very specific times but for the most part he's in the way <laughs> like <Yeah. laughs> carmen would get the jobs done so much faster if she'd have to Without. have this piece of shit hold on like a wart speaking of warts he has Guaranteed. warts in the first film Oh yeah, yeah, that's his cross yeah. to bear. Because he's such Hers a puss that uh, his hands are always sweaty because he's so scared all the time, so he gets warts. <laughs> yes, that's true, Russell. That is actual <laughs> plot line. I don't think that's film. how warts work. As far that as is I not know. how they work, no. But um, <laughs> that's the way the movie. Carmen wore does. diapers when she was twelve because she bedwetted. Uh, so Spy Kids two, Spy Kids one went into a lot Way more character shit. development. Yeah, <laughs> a yeah. really heavy psychological development. 
it, it's again it kind of feels like the the Heath Ledger Joker where they're like kind of like trying to give you like the psychological um you know depth to the character you know <laughs> yeah the first one is the uh it's the Batman Begins of Spy Kids and then from the, the second one unfortunately like the Dark Knight it's not quite at that level it, it's more of a well let's just throw a bunch of other shit in a blender and see what happens and that's kind of what you get here because this is the first time we're introduced when they get on the island. That's when we're introduced to these uh, CGI monsters that are all over the island. We hear about them late earlier mm-hmm. in the film, but we actually get to see the majesty of these incredibly <laughs> detail, detail created uh, monsters. And holy shit. Was this, Which, and this wasn't in 3D, I don't think. It was the next one in 3D, right? No, the next one was in 3D. This okay. one was in 2D and it hit hard when I was a kid. Like it was the coolest shit that, really? that two yeah that two headed like snake yeah. oh and and Serpent it's two headed on one on each end it was so cool where does it shit and, then uh, don't ask it's a it's a cat, it's a cat dog. dog situation it comes out of their ears <laughs> cat dog situation. that's wild yeah I mean I think you're right I feel like I'm trying to think of other films from 2002 2001. And yeah, CGI was pretty early still. I mean, what, The Matrix mm-hmm. came out in, what, 99? And that was, like, cutting-edge shit. And you look at that now, yeah. and it looks like garbage. Yeah, and that didn't rely on a lot of, like, having to make CGI models of things. I, I think the early X-Men is a good example. True. Of you look back at it now, and you're like, that looks bad. Or uh, the Power Rangers like- film. Oh yeah, that's a good yeah. example. It had the 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 ooze guy, and there was a lot of CGI in that. And it where is, he oozed, yeah, yeah, so he oozing all over the place. Effects. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, originally, originally it was a cream color, and they changed it because uh... gross. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> um, I was gonna say, I think I um. Oh God, no, that I my train of thought just derailed i'm sorry go on oh come on don't get to you we got time we got about 30 minutes no i was gonna i was gonna say i think um robert Rodriguez. this uh movie was like really serviced by its like tongue-in-cheek nature because oh yeah i think he knew that cgi was gonna get better and cgi in its infancy is just inherently ridiculous so if you plan on using cgi at this point in time it's much better to like lean into the ridiculous because in 20 years People are going to be like, oh, that's so much fun. That's so camp. Yeah, no, I think it. it I think because it's not trying to be super realistic, it does mm-hmm. add to the whole cartoon Looney Tunes atmosphere of this whole film. And like, I mean, because like the weird ape scorpion or whatever the hell kind of looks like something from Beast Wars and shit. Remember Beast Wars? Um, <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah. crazy. But I, I mean, I will admit it's, it's kind of cool that they almost give that specific monster a little bit of character and personality like it yeah saves the kid it saves Junie, and it teams up with him because gary and giltred what's your name again <laughs> gertie <laughs> gertie i just keep changing that's a podcast you'll stay by the no, way that's... i just change people's yeah it's, for it's easier when you know the actors and you can just say antonio bandera yeah, yes yeah, it's tough to do a movie of... podcast about people that aren't famous you know Some fucking nobodies uh so <laughs> so uh <laughs> So the kids end up getting on the island and they're pissed off and they're basically trying to track down the the Cortezes and they run into the monsters as well. And it, okay. it's a whole Pause. thing. 
because okay. the kids are still covered in camel shit. When the whole film. The yeah, entire film. I mean, yet. you're literally, un- you have to be underwater. Yeah. At some point yeah. in these boots, <laughs> you, you don't ha, you don't want to take a couple of seconds and like wipe yourself of the around camel a shit. <laughs> yeah, swim. Yeah, what? Dip. Well, these yeah. kids, you got to remember, these are backyard wrestling kids. They like the shit. Like they like it on them. <laughs> they don't want to say it, but they're enjoying the shit on them. Uh, <laughs> and it these does are real it shitty does, kids. And it might protect them because I think like the serpent was going to eat them. But then they were like, oh, God, this is like someone's asshole. And so they they <laughs> they kicked them out to the to the shore. So it kind of saved their lives being covered in shit. So I guess know. that one time. But that after that, t- wash yourself. <laughs> I know. How does Carmen still have a crush on Gary and he's covered in <laughs> fucking camel shit? She likes it. That's what she's into. She likes it. Dirty guys, the Machine Gun Kelly types. Yeah, she wants to change him. She's like, I can clean him up. Like, I can make him better. (laughs) It's wild. It is wild. And I I will say one of my favorite scenes, it's been done in so many films, but the whole thing of them going down that volcano shoot, and it's like, basically, we find out it's an illusion, but they're taking forever to go down to where they say they're there for like four hours or something. Oh, best trope. Fun trope. It's such a good trope. It's interesting to think like they're they at one point they must have thought that they were going to die, you know, because they're falling into a volcano. And did they just have the whole thing where they just like go through the stages of grief and just accept <laughs> their death, their fate? Yeah, <laughs> I think to the point where they got bored and then uh, the what makes it kind of Judy starts busting out food. She's like, you're going to eat yeah. right now. Like We're fucking falling like <laughs> I'm getting snacky. Yeah, this would be a good like uh, almost like the float tanks. You know, this would be a good like thing that you go and you do just to kind of meditate or have this like mind altering experience, right? You just go to a place where you just fall really far, you know, and then at the end, you of course don't die, I guess, or maybe you do. That sounds stressful as fuck. (laughs) You could have like a virtual room because they have those like where it's uh, almost a simulator for skydiving and you're just sort of like it's keeping you. Mm -hmm. You could if you could put a screen around that entire thing and make like the virtual room that they have in this film and actually make it look like you're really falling. Yeah, maybe that could uh, you could pull that off for an hour and you just stay there and you like, you know, like, you know, go cry a little bit. Scream. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you definitely have to have them sign off a waiver. Uh, yeah. Because you would not be the same Come after that. Come to terms that. with your own mortality. Yeah, that would be crazy. Uh, but yes, yeah, so, <laughs> what the fuck? We're, let's, let's give that to Machete. Maybe he can come up with something. <laughs> <laughs> so we're introduced to Romero, uh, played by Steve Buscemi, who I did not expect to see in this film. Did not. I don't know if he's <laughs> Robert Money. Maybe Robert saw him killing a hooker. I don't know, but Steve Buscemi. I want to know the emotions that went through both of you when you saw Steve Buscemi for the first time in this. Movie. I knew he was in this because, of course, the the reason I chose the second one is this is the one that gets memed. You know, and the the two big memes mm. are the the Spy Kid glasses thing where his glasses have glasses, and then it's the Steve Buscemi line, which will come up in a little bit. So, of course, I knew he is in it. I always mm-hmm. assumed he was like a villain. I always assumed he was like a, True. you know, like a mad evil, scientist. mad scientist, megalomaniac. But of course, that's not really his part in this. Yeah, at all, I didn't know what to, I was shocked. I, I, I will say I did. Um, 
while I was watching it, it, it was like maybe minutes away from when his characters introduced. I was like, oh, who is it? Who's the rest of these people? I think I was trying to figure out the name of one of the characters. And then I saw, I was like, wait, Steve Buscemi, but he was way down on the cast. I'm like, oh, maybe it's a quick cameo, <laughs> you know, but no, he's an integral part of the story. Yeah. <laughs> he's got wild hair. He's like Doc Brown, you know, it's he like, has yeah, an yeah. entire character arc. He does. He, he's the creator of these little monsters. He wanted to make a little mini zoo. And for then children. he created these. Yeah, for children, because everything's about children. And- the mini zoo best idea i would absolutely go for that that seems so adorable yeah i would love to flick a gorilla across the room um, <laughs> oh, i would love to thumb wrestle a gorilla i just like saying horrible things and just see how his face. He's, so, he's like so wholesome and shit <laughs> For once, I'll throw poop at that gorilla. I'm like, hey, here's a little bit of my shit, motherfucker. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, he created these. But then he created these mutant monsters. Because originally, they were just a regular zoo. Yeah. yeah. And then so by many accident. steps to this. <laughs> yeah, it's a whole. And he, this is he a long. He didn't go straight to this. It did it. No, they kind of get to this point where he talks about it and stuff. And uh, yeah, it's a lot of, uh, uh, what's the word? that? What do they call it when you're kind of giving off the storyline? Um shit uh, exposition, exposition. exposition thank you he, it's an yeah. exposition city inside this volcano and <laughs> yeah it's, it, it's all it's all an accident that, that all this occurred and he's terrified of his own creation very much dr <laughs> frankenstein so dr frankenstein yeah dude yeah and yeah he's and he's terrified he gives the line that you know again it became like this famous meme and it's so he says uh do you think God stays in heaven because he too is in fear of what he's created. Something like that. You know? And <laughs> it's such like a deep line for a kid's movie. Yeah, it's so out of place. And it's like so <coughs> clear to me that the writers there are like, oh man, we really wrote something here. Like this is oh, really yeah. long in this movie. And like when Steve Buscemi, he's this goofy looking dude. He's got like broken glasses on. And like for that line delivery, they cut to like a close up of him. He takes the glasses off. It's like for a minute you're in a different movie. You know? <laughs> for a minute, it's Jurassic Park. I feel like he read that line and he was like, I get to say this shit in a movie. Yeah. <laughs> and this is probably what sold him on the, the role, you know. It would have been even oh, yeah. more bonkers. I feel like they probably took out a line because then right after that he goes, and that's why Satan walks the earth. <laughs> <laughs> Used <laughs> to be a lot more. Uh, this is one of those Christian movies, like uh, Fireproof. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's had to release it to a wider audience. I love the idea of a movie becoming super Christian in the last fifteen minutes of it. It's like, <laughs> we got you. There's a Christian you. film. Damn it, in Narnia again. That's that's happened. It, Book of Eli is kind of that, but it's mm-hmm. more of like a twist. I don't think the writers were very Christian. Yeah, I didn't realize him. that Aslan was Jesus until he came alive again. Oh, that's a good example. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a movie where it's like they're really trying to trick you into watching a, a Jesus thing. Yeah, secretly, yeah. and it's very intentional. Yeah, I remember uh, one of my favorite tricking you into Jesus. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, I was in I was a work study in college, and there was an administrative assistant that worked there for the. Uh, Forget what she, uh, forget what her title was, but she was in charge of, of the school of business, mm-hmm. and 
it's I think it was my birthday. Yeah, it was my birthday and didn't ask for gifts or anything. But all of a sudden, like, you know, a lot of the professors, they, I got along with them. So they got they all got me a little things here and there. And specifically, this admin gave me this magazine and there's a, a kid skateboarding on it. I was like, oh, cool. It's like a, it's like, you know, a skateboarding magazine. <laughs> so then as they start looking in it, it's all these different bits of the Bible, like worked into <laughs> storylines of skateboarding. I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> It was Christian Skateboarding Magazine. I, I was blown are away. so good at Stealth Christ. Stealth Christ is a real problem. Ooh, man. That was insane. <laughs> and you've been, uh, you've been a devout follower of Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah, no. Time. Yeah, big Jesus guy since ever since. I'm a real Bible thumper. I creeped um, on a skateboard. <laughs> come for the wheels. Like, stay for the life lessons. I, I think, like, there's something unintentionally awesome about, like, the Christian rock kind of aesthetic of that like can you picture the music video of like the like <laughs> preacher like in the middle of the skate park just like preaching yeah, to people it, you know it's, it's like POD. shaking his bible <laughs> people it's a, that's called a pod music video dude definitely <laughs> let's come on you don't get much cooler than pod i do down. <laughs> i will say i will i will fucking shake my I'll, I'll definitely feel a little pod especially back in the day that was not bad music back then no, <laughs> we were rocking and rolling man um by the way that's around from this time period too which holy shit it's crazy show right. how old pod is but uh yeah so they meet him they go back out because now they got to go get the transmooker which is like in the middle mm -hmm. of the island in the most dangerous part of it so they're gonna go through all these monsters because where else yeah. would it be which yeah it's you an got adventure this, uh, again another kind of movie trope is the scientist he's not only a geneticist he's also like a physicist he's also yeah he can create anything you know he, he does all science you know yeah he gives them like some kind of hover vehicle right that's made of magnets or something he does he's a magnetologist mm -hmm. as well yeah magnet <laughs> <laughs> the only thing he could never magnetize was a lover <laughs> he is all alone <laughs> well i don't know i don't know what he does with those little monsters at night <laughs> i don't know i think he's got wild ace energy i think he's a major ace <laughs> yeah yeah Man, I'm like, I was trying to think, what does he eat as well? I, he's got to have eaten one of the monsters at some point. He, well, he probably eats the little regular animals that he made, right? Little, he just kind yeah, of fries, fries them, them up, up, you know? Yeah, little yeah. nuggies. Yeah, I don't think Postmates <laughs> delivers to undetectable islands in the center of the ocean. No, it would be tricky, yeah. yeah that's yeah. going to be cold. That Big Mac's going to be real cold. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. That's very true. Oh, that's right. He's he's probably got the technology that just creates Big Macs whenever you want them. True. He's got a tube that goes all the way to the main McDonald's <laughs> in Downey, California or something. Yeah, and uh, we, we yeah. find out he's working with Donegan Giggles, the the villain, but we yeah. don't actually know why. I, I don't know what they're what he's Were they working together though? Working. I think yeah, Donovan Giggles wanted Bushimi oh. says, I'm working for a guy named Donigan. And it's not really clear why Bushimi is working for Donigan. He doesn't seem to be getting paid or anything in particular. Maybe it, I don't know. Maybe it was because he did, maybe like because Donigan knew of him. He's like, hey, I won't expose you or your monsters or your transmooker mm. if you help me make my own or something. I don't know. Because he has a prototype. So do this for me and I'll get rid of your giant monsters. Yeah, I'll get help get rid of your giant monsters and and you know and help you yeah. and you can keep your little mini ones. Yeah. 
it's one of those things where it's clearly like Robert Rodriguez is like that that doesn't matter to you. Yeah, they hit a wall. Like they're like, we're too close to the end to Yeah, they conveniently know each other. Okay. That's just the way it goes. They're distant. It's a movie, guys. It's a movie. Stop thinking so hard. And uh eventually after a little back and forth, we get um I don't know, it kind of reminded me of the animality scene in Mortal Kombat 2, where you got a dragon and you got the serpent thing fighting the ape scorpion. And it's kind of like a primal rage if you ever played that. Pri- game. Yeah, pri- it, oh yeah, because the serpent does kind of look like one of the primal rage characters for sure. And the <laughs> Aryan boy Super Nintendo game, no one is gonna know. <laughs> oh, there's some oh, people know the deep cuts. Trust me, somebody will know. The, those two guys out there <laughs> in their parents' basement, they'll know. That that game was so messed up because it's like you had the you know always in those games you'd have to go like down forward or down back something. That game was the only one where you had to do a full 360 on the D-pad, which just like tears up your thumb. And also what was weird about the powers in that one, and a lot of that's why a lot of gamers that don't read the manual hate that game because in order to actually do a lot of them, you have to do that. And it it makes you hold a hold a button, then do something, then press another button. So it's like even more like, why would you make it that complicated? We have Street Fighter. It's yeah, it's working. Yeah. We don't need to reinvent yeah. the wheel. Yeah, it's like it's it's better in fighting games if you can accidentally discover run in a move. Right? I think yes. that's like the unwritten rule. You're so you, in theory you could discover these things because right. you know it's like classic arcades. You're not going to be reading a manual or looking it up on the internet. You know. Yeah. Well, welcome to the video Castio. <laughs> 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 But yeah, so we get that scene. Gary's on the serpent, and Junie he he makes friends with the ape scorpion by giving him uh was it kind of some dehydrated food? I guess that yeah. works. Yeah, which we finally learn. We finally learned the flavor, and it was something like potato and cheese flavored. It's, and it's a like savory an bar. granola like a bar. bar. Yeah, yeah, granola bar. Yeah, gross. <laughs> Looks like his snacky tummy came in handy this time. Oh, yeah. I'm glad he didn't finish it in the volcano because he would have mm-hmm. just gotten eaten. Uh, end, of, <laughs> end of movie, Judy <laughs> dies. End <laughs> of franchise. <laughs> they just get a close-up of his hair and it's just blood in it. <laughs> like, they don't, oh. you know, <laughs> poor Judy. <laughs> oh, man. But no, he, they both ride on the back of these monsters. Now they're, you know, being used uh, for their own entertainment and Battle to kill mouse. each other. These poor monsters. They they can't catch a break. Not only did they never ask to exist, and now they have to kill each other. It doesn't happen, though. They get a little back and forth, but I think the sister comes in right before uh, Gary's going to get the best of Judy, and she comes in and drop kicks his shit out of Gary. I don't know what she swings on or how she swings. Uh, there's nothing there. I'm like, where are you swinging from? It's very much like Spider-Man physics. Right? <laughs> there's always something, you know? Yeah. It's just off screen. <laughs> she hooked onto a ship, though. And she hooked onto a jet that happened to be flying over. Absolutely. As it was plummeting because the electricity went out. <laughs> yeah, it turned it off. <laughs> I was gonna say maybe she used her jet boots, but no, there's they no technology. Yeah, this is probably like this is probably like the same universe as Lost, and like the Ooh. Jack and Sawyer and everybody are on the other side of the island. Now. Yeah, yeah, that must be it. That's got to be Ooh. it. But yeah, so she gets the better of Gary, and um, she really, I think she ends up punching him in the face or something, and he starts giggling right out of pain. Face. Yeah, mm. I don't know if you noticed, you got a boner out of that. I'm kidding, <laughs> <I didn't. laughs> 
You're like, I wasn't really looking for this 14 year old motor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that, isn't that a weird way to find out that you like that kind of BDSM? How else is it going to happen? You know? That's true. It's got to happen at some point. Like, where someone punches you in the face, you're like, I got a boater now. I don't know what to do with it. So, anyway, so then I think from there they they're able to eventually track down the transmooker but not uh fortunately fucking uh, giggles gets there right then he get there in his little plane he's like damn you giggles you son of a bitch he he mook blocks him and- <laughs> not to mention that at this point when do the parents come in because oh yeah there's it- a whole subplot of the yeah. parents with the with the subplot the- they're with the yeah. Unfortunately, Gregorio has to deal with his in-laws. Yeah, yeah. Which are I I felt the like there was the subtext that they were racist. Like they they don't like him, but they don't explain why. Yeah. And then later, there's this like line where the mother says, "I can never understand what he's saying," but she's speaking very clear English. And <laughs> also, like, her oh, husband is Ricardo Maltabon, who also has an accent. <laughs> like, he's a Latino too. Like. <laughs> You think she'd be used to it, a little bit of Spanglish, but no, apparently she doesn't understand. <laughs> uh, what's his name? Jesus Christ, I already forgot his name. Gregorio. He is kind of hard. I will say, in Desperado, he says a few lines, and I have no idea what the fuck he said until I saw the captions. There's yeah. one, there's a part where he's he's getting shot at at the bar, and he says, you're trying to shoot me from the back, eh? But I had no idea that he was. Is that a the back? Hey! I was like, "What the fuck did he just say?" I think he's really ratcheting up the act. Is he? Is he from Spain though? He's is from he, Spain, like, yeah. Yes. And I will say, Spaniard accents when they speak English, it is thick. Like for some reason, their accent is very different from then, like from then someone that's from any other land mm-hmm. country like mexico when they speak english it's a little different i feel like so we, when mexicans speak english it sound, kind of sounds like they're about to break in a song a little bit you know like i don't know yeah. you know like yeah Anna, we've different. done it we've turned this podcast into our podcast it is <laughs> like oh my gosh we're in language infectious. stuff and help you yeah speak. dude <laughs> this is your fault for inviting the nerds <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean i think like probably the mexican uh, culture and ways of speaking have just kind of mixed into American and subtle oh, yeah. ways. So that's why we got Tex Mex kind of here in this. Like you know? Yeah, I definitely grew up with that Tex Mex Spanglish style mm-hmm. Spanish in my neighborhood. So, and it's it is very different than you know me being able to when I lived in LA. I got to hear uh, the accents from there, and there there are they are very different from ours. So, yeah. it definitely kind of depends because we have a lot of German influence in this part of uh, Texas mm-hmm. and. A little bit of Irish, and so yeah, so it's it's all mixed up. It's a nice little yeah. pot, and that, that also means the food is great. A lot of good food. It's true, it's so good. <laughs> and Gregorio, he's a dirty European, so <laughs> you know <laughs> that's why they don't like him. Yeah, I'm in a stupid little fig. So part of his, I love. It's a little fun little a- uh, addition, but whenever Gregorio is going to get in a spy mode, he puts on a little pencil thin mustache. As part I of his thought thoughts. that you'd like that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, know, I thought was that fun. was perfect for the podcast. Yeah. We don't. We never honor fake mustaches, but we do notice them. You know, we do yeah, like to yeah. take notice of it. So because you know, we always want to honor the OGs, the real ones. But uh, that was a good little addition. And I, I I do love a good pencil mustache. They're just fun and creepy. Yes, it's, it's a it's a choice that most people don't make. You know, it's like uh, very few people will. It's go a statement. Pencil mustache. Yeah, yeah. That's well, a if lifestyle. I remember, 
if I remember from the time, like the culture was trying to decide whether pencil mustaches were going to be like a thing. And he chose the wrong side, I think. <laughs> yeah, pencil mustaches did not stick around. Mm-hmm. I think they're useful, though, because like I think it's, you know, because mustaches can be flavor savers. And sometimes it's not a great flavor that it saves. And I feel like with a pencil <laughs> mustache, you can clean that up a little quicker. You know, it's just a quick little dab with a paper towel and you're good to go. Very neat mustache. It's so true. Very clean. Yeah, I very think it, neat. It serves like an eyebrow like it's almost like eyeliner for your mouth, you know. It's like it really <laughs> really like gives your <laughs> lips this hard line. You know? It does. It looks really hard to maintain. I think the fake uh, pencil mustache is probably the easiest way to maintain a pencil mustache. <laughs> true. Yeah, because you'd have to basically depending on how fast you grow, like yeah, you'd have to have pretty much every other yeah, day. Yeah, trim it like every other day or something. <laughs> Shape it. And I have very shaky hands. I would very have a very patchy pencil mustache. <laughs> it it looked like a lot of dashes. Like, <laughs> I like Oh that. wait, is that gonna be the new thing? Like dash mustache? <laughs> I, I don't have the time or effort to do that, but I'm sure there's someone out there willing to have the little. Like, oh my god! Talk dash. to your zoomers. Talk to your or zoomers like and convince them. Like microblading, like they do the yeah. the eyebrows, but for yeah. your mustache. Yeah, dude, I'll spell my last name across my lip. Segura. <laughs> That'd be some cholo shit right there, dude. Uh, so, <laughs> so they get the uh, the transmooker. Well, they're there in the thing. They end up using a rubber band, which is a goes to show you it's like analog devices can be useful and that's what that's what uncle machete tries to tell them and And, i appreciate that lesson good job uncle machete yeah thank you very much yeah it works out you know he he, yeah i still i'll still jam out on an atari i don't give a fuck you know it might be a simple gaming system but it's still fun and i think the rubber balling cup yeah dude i'll still i'll still (laughs) play jacks And so the rubber band saves the day because in order to get the transmooker, they flip it on and it's about to basically destroy the world. But they have to use the rubber band to connect all these little levers to touch, Mm -hmm. to stay up. I don't know. It's very made of bullshit, but it works somehow. And they're able to get the transmooker. I'm so sick of saying that word. Uh, Giggle says, hey, give me that, you little fucker. And (laughs) Carmen's like, no. In not so many words. I think he says it, he phrases it a little differently in the kids' movie. A little differently, a little differently. But, you know, <laughs> the listeners understand. Well, at some point they at some point they also like uh go to a necromancy temple and raise yeah. the dead. Oh, yeah, I, I don't yeah. know if we missed that or if it hasn't happened. We yet. mentioned a little bit because that's where they're able to do the telepathic thing. Yeah. That's where they first get that. They go into a temple. And that has nothing to do with the film, really, right? That's just a little off the... Yeah, no, it's just a coincidence. It's just a little like, bit of, of extra C. fun. did not create that. <laughs> that know? was already no. there. Yeah. It's like an ancient yeah. temple, which, by the way, nice way to hide your temple to put a nice decorative entrance <laughs> where, like, <laughs> this, there's stuff here. Come find it. Come rob our tombs. Yeah, and that, that's where we get the very evil dead Army of Darkness uh, skeletons True. because... I guess it's supposed to be a lesson learned for for Junie because he wants to steal this medallion. Which, by the way, I would have still stolen it. It's not that hard to get rid of skeletons. I mean, they're skeletons. <laughs> they aren't muscles or anything. You know, nah. they're, they're like a CR one quarter uh, in the DM and uh, the uh, uh, monster manual. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're fucking. They're useless. They're just kind of in the way. And so, but anyway, they end up, he ends up giving them back the medallion because they start attacking him and Carmen. And then Carmen gets stolen by this little, this is why the, I guess this is the only important thing about this whole scene is the little pig with wings gets her and puts her in a net nest. Oh. With, uh, 
Gertrude or whatever. And, and that's when we find about the pig. And so the pig happens to be flying when they have the transmooker device and she throws it to the pig and the pig catches it for some reason. <laughs> Thanks for this piece of metal that I can't eat. I guess well, they're all very really like, smart. They're very helpful. It's like all the animals are real people pleasers. Yeah. They're know? not like, murderous that's... animals. And quite the opposite. Like they, they're just really eager to like do whatever humans want them. Well, their creator has has shunned them for their entire lives, and they just want to make Daddy happy. This is a creepy movie. Yeah, just hearing you say that (laughs) made me giggle in my body. Gross. (laughs) Turtle, dude. I was like, holy shit. Uh, So (laughs) so the big taste takes the transmooker. And they track they track it down. This is when they find out that now that they've turned it off, they now have all their tech. But the giggles haven't learned this because they're stupid. And <laughs> but the Cortezes have, so they use their little magic uh, jet boots to go and grab the the transmooker from the nest, and they fly away. That's when they finally run back into their parents on the shore. And they're by the way, the grandfather. He, he comes down in like a he's in a wheelchair because when you're that old of an actor, you don't want to stand. No. <laughs> they wrote it in just for oh, totally for comfort. Yeah. I'll I'll come be in your movie, but I'm not moving. Yeah, and the whole time, you know, you're watching this movie, and they set up okay, the parents are coming with them in this uh, submarine trip, like you know, an hour ago, and then you learn there's no electronics on the island, and I'm just like cringing, like what is the wheelchair guy gonna do is he gonna be like crawling or you just see in the background in the ocean the the wheelchair just floating away <laughs> like well, grandpa didn't make it <laughs> we'll always remember him the serpent got him <laughs> but yeah luckily oh, by the time grandpa. they arrive on the island conveniently the electrics are back on Mm-hmm. So yes. he can use his wheelchair. Yes, and it's not just a wheelie wheelchair; it's a flying wheelchair. That's a yes. cool ass wheelchair. It's very Professor X style, exactly. you know. It's got all these mm-hmm. gadgets on it, and so they reunite. They all make up, you know, because the you know obviously the parents are like, "Why the fuck?" Because they at some point they were tracking them down, but then the kids after there was a brief little conversation between Gary and the kids and Gary's like being a spy is about like doing it on your own and not sucking your family into it because you're on your own and you're independent. Fuck everyone else. And they got to the kids because initially they were like, we got to get our parents in this. And so they decided to take out these device tracking devices that <laughs> Gregorio put in their mouth. Yeah. When he, when he learned dentistry and did <laughs> experimented on his children, did their own dentistry, which is Why such a bad them- move. <laughs> yeah. And then to make it green, like, hey, bro, you got like a green gross tooth in your mouth. Man. <laughs> what is the mo- What is the least good color for yes. a fake tooth? Yeah. I mean, brown obviously sucks. Brown and black, green, would be I rough. think, is the worst. Green is pretty gross, and it's weird because mm-hmm. it sticks out really bad. It, but they pull yeah. them out like nothing. <laughs> yeah, if you're gonna go with something that sticks out go blue yeah Don't go with I mean, something if you're a spy that... you gotta be ready to just yank out your own teeth at yeah moment. they took so, it out I'm like sure a tough to them it was kind of like the equivalent of like a tough a tight usb port you know like <laughs> <laughs> <there we go. laughs> 
not a lot of pain involved. And so they take them out and that's why the parents lose track of them. But eventually they are able to find them. And that's where we're back on the island. And they turn the corner of some shrubs. And <laughs> Giggles is there with all his, his magnet men and a couple other sons of bitches and the kiddos. And uh, yeah, this is the big stand, big climax of the movie. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It only gets it, this is a, this makes it all worth watching, Hannah. Yes, um, to see to see Antonio Banderas fight Mike Judge and have a really hard time <laughs> for some reason. Yeah, for a couple was... of professional spies, whoa, man, they do not know what they're doing. Talk about backyard wrestling. This is pretty much. They bad. have their sea legs. They still have their sea legs. Something. Mm-hmm. No, it was it was it was something. Um... These two guys need to take some blue chew because they are fighting like some. <laughs> These guys have not had sex in years. Like they are just <laughs> completely impotent now and they just don't know how to fight anymore. It takes and... the schoolyard my dad can beat up your dad and says, no, both of you are wrong. Yeah. What if everyone was embarrassed? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, just goes on for way too long. <laughs> Do you want me to jump in, Dad? <laughs> no, I got this. I got this, son. You're not making any progress. <laughs> and, uh, oh, so eventually, right, so then it, it leads to where, because uh, we think that Gertie's reprogrammed the transmooker. I don't even know what he was, she was reprogramming it for. I guess so that way it shoots direct. I don't know. But she's reprogramming. Oh, to get rid of humans, I think, or something. Right? Because exactly he's trying to kill doing. the grandparents. Just like messed it up somehow. Yeah. Yeah. He's trying to recalibrate it. So not only does it get rid of electronics, but it can kill people, which is pretty <laughs> hardcore. That's like full villain. I, mean, I guess it makes sense. I mean, probably a, a strong enough electromagnet EMP or whatever it is. I, I guess it would kill a person. I, I don't yeah. have any reason Especially why if, I think it wouldn't. Grandpa has a pacemaker, so he's going to die real quick. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And so he's about to shoot the grandparents, and uh, you see Gregorio jump in to take the hit. But luckily, uh, Gertie decided to be almost a good guy, and she didn't program it right, so it explodes. And she gets mad at her dad. She's like, Mom's going to hear about this. You're trying to take over the world again. Blah blah. So apparently this is not the first time Giggles is... (laughs) Tried to do tried this. to take over the just like in just like in real life there's no real consequences for this kind of thing no, you, it's know, you commit treason you lose your job i guess you know yeah what oh, the... consequences his wife is gonna be furious oh yeah he's gonna be in the doghouse <laughs> <laughs> okay what's worse than that yeah. yeah yeah i feel like gertie's just kind of an agent of chaos like i i think she just likes 100%. stirring the shit you know i don't yeah. think she's really on she's on gertie's side yeah, she's wild. She is yeah. wild. Gertie is a wild card. Don't ask Gertie to do anything because she'll do what she wants to do. Yeah, she's like the kid that like pours like hallucinogens in the punch at prom or something. You know, like, <laughs> I get see what real happens. Harley Quinn energy from her though. Definitely, because she's kind of genius, but also kind of like insane yeah. and psychotic. Yeah, and she's mix. got way daddy issues. Definitely has daddy issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. And she has the pigtails that, that spin. A- yes, I don't know what that actress is doing now, but I hope that she's considering uh, a try at the Harley Quinn role. Oh yeah, that would be <laughs> interesting. Luck. I bet she, honestly, she would. She could play a younger Harley Quinn. I'm not sure what her age would. I bet you she's probably in her twenty mid late twenties or something like that by this point, late twenties. 
for sure. Oh gosh, yeah. Maybe right? maybe even a little bit older. Maybe a little older, yeah. Because I think Carmen Carmen looks a little older than her, and I think Carmen I looked it up. I think she's like thirty four, something like well, that. Well, she was thirteen when the movie came out. She was what? In June, thirteen when this movie okay, came so out. She's in like June, yeah, and Judy was nine. God, he looks wow, so little. Mm-hmm. I thought he looked kind of older. I thought he's one of these actors who is just a bit short, so they play Oh, younger. maybe that's why I thought he looked so little because of. Um... I'm actually pretty impressed. He's not. Yeah, he's, he's pretty articulate. Acting for pretty nine. well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And plus, I mean, you got to remember these kids, a lot of these scenes, they're like on a green screen. <laughs> it's yeah. like they're just yeah. pretending to be doing all this <laughs> shit. They have great imaginations. They just, Rodriguez just tells them this is a skeleton, and they're like, "Ooh, like spooky!" Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's how they acted. That's how the kids. Act. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's spooky! Look at that skeleton. Uh, by the way, squeaky clean ass fucking skeletons for being in a goddamn temple for the last who knows how many years. No kidding, right? Jeez, maybe oh uh, Steve gosh. Buscemi goes and cleans them up every couple of months. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anyway, the movie ends because uh, the president comes through on SUVs, Escalades that have uh, that can fly, which is fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, the daughter Alexandria is now in a full suit, so I guess the way they've connected is he's made her a dictator. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, she always had it in her. Yeah, she it's 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 a it's definitely part of her personality trait, and mm-hmm. she goes and she fires giggles. She puts Gary on like an immediate, like almost basically like administrative leave. I guess. Yeah. Like, yeah. I forget it's a word that she uses. Dis disevolved or something like yeah. that. Uh yeah, we sure. and again, not, not prison, not not like uh you know taken to the the Nuremberg trials or anything. Just he just loses yeah. his job. This guy yeah. helped his dad almost kill every human in the earth, and he gets just like bad boy. We'll, well see you next. I week. mean, talking about good sunglasses. Um. <laughs> oh, we're, oh yeah, he puts on this. <laughs> yeah, because now he's you know he's someone that I think Carmen's like. Oh come on, you. You got. I know you can be good. I know you can. He's like, well, I don't know. We'll see. And then he has sunglasses that say "bad boy" on it because that's <laughs> that's the equivalent of the Joker having damaged on his forehead. It's like, <laughs> right? <no. laughs> so, absolutely. I do question the legitimacy of being fired by a seven-year-old. I think mm. that if I were Gary Giggles, I would have a uh, a shot for unlawful termination. True. I don't know if it's legal for the president to tell his daughter, yeah, go fire that grown adult. Yeah, how much power do the first kids of presidents have? That's a great question. (laughs) In the Trump administration, they had huge power. They had a lot of power. More power than the president, seemingly. (laughs) True. Pulling the strings, you know. Yeah, maybe Alexandria is behind all this. And I mean, (gasps) this was around 9 11, so. I mean, she did really want that. She did originally steal the transmooker, you know, so like. You know, true. She, she was, was an undercover. She was the mole. She was working for Al Qaeda, dude. That's why <laughs> <laughs> sent them to some like ridiculous island in the middle of nowhere. So she exactly, could, you know, this is her, her master, master plan, plan, bro, dude. That's crazy. <laughs> I like that. I like that headcanon. Mm-hmm. That's nice. And so, so then from there, I think the movie ends, and we get like a music video. <laughs> yeah, but like, so, so Junie decides to quit for some reason. Junie decides to quit being a spy. Like they offer oh, him yeah. level one, I think. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, he that's, wants a break. I mean, that's just depressing. Like, 
what's he gonna go do i i really hope he becomes like the uh like the kind of like private military kind of mercenary guy like that uh russian guy who just the wagner group guy you know oh my god like i think that's his future right he's gonna become like a black water uh type outfit you know well you know you can learn junie's future in spot kids 3d out next year I think we we both know that that will never happen. <laughs> We're, another one of these We're just gonna have to speculate. His uncle Machete makes him a a suit made of aluminum, and he becomes aluminum man. And he becomes a pop star on her birthday. <laughs> yeah, he sparks in a microwave. It's awesome. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, they do like yeah. He decides to quit. I guess I. I'm going to just read the synopsis of 3D. I refuse to watch it. But I am kind of curious what happens to Judy. <laughs> yeah. He's got to come out of retirement, I'm sure. Maybe to go save Carmen. I don't know. I'm not going to. Because you've seen it before, Hannah. Yeah. I will spoil it a little bit. It does take place inside a video game. Oh, oh my God. Oh, it's, yeah, the 3D one. So it's going to have all the Tron shit. Yeah. Yeah. And Ricardo Montalban as a Tron shit. Oh, nice. I know. So is he still sitting down? No, because <laughs> in the video game you can have legs. Oh, cool. That's awesome. <laughs> they CGI'd his legs so he could still sit down. Well, he's he just wearing has green a mech pants. suit. Oh, he's wearing a mech suit, so it's really yeah. it's just his face. He's just, <laughs> he is just sitting there for sure. So he's not even sitting down, he's laying down. They're like, Yeah, just get my face. He's in a fucking in one of those suits with all the There's little like bulbs. there's like that story about in the Hobbit movies, you know, they have a uh, Saruman uh what's his name christopher lee in it yeah you know? but he's like i'm not leaving my house for these fucking movies so they actually just filmed him at home and then they just cgi'd you know him wow. into scenes with other people you know oh man now he i don't know if everybody knows this but christopher lee used to be a he had a heavy metal band yes yes kind of a gothic Wasn't he metal also band. a spy yes he yeah. was yeah he killed wow. a lot of nazis and stuff <laughs> Yeah, I mean, awesome. he was James Bond before James Bond. A lot of James Bond is based on Christopher Lee. He was the first Spy Kid, from what I heard. Um, <laughs> makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> this this whole movie is based on Christopher Lee's life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. When he started the, the Spy Kid organization when he was a little kiddo. Um, I do think it's interesting that everybody's so invested in Junie and nobody seems to give a crap about Carmen. Yeah, she I doesn't get a lot of business exactly her only thing is she has a crush on an asshole which is a which is mm-hmm. pretty unfortunate that that's her only thing yeah. you know? but she yeah. is the better of the two at doing the spy thing at least like she's mm-hmm. definitely the most the more powerful stronger smarter one yes but they don't give her a lot of things to work with like i think they could yeah they really could have given her a lot more depth but now mm-hmm. she's just like the better kid that's pretty much it and she has a crush yeah. it is the it is the cross that all older children have to bear, I'm afraid. Yeah, nobody really gives a shit. You know? <laughs> Unless you're fucking up. That's why I think older kids like to fuck up, because that's the only way they're going to get attention. You know, mm. like, oh, I wrecked the car, Dad. Sorry. So this is why you she's know? always like hacking stuff. She got so good at hacking just because her, her parents hate it so much. Exactly. <laughs> By the way, talk about a little bit uh, sexist having that the, the mom spy computer is makeup, little makeup right? cylinder things. And oh my lipsticks. God. I missed that entirely. Wow. <laughs> it's fucking hilarious to me. I'm like, what the hell? 
She can have a keyboard. She does not need to use little makeup. No, women don't know how to use keyboards. She does not have. (laughs) Her nails would get in the way. It needs to be big buttons. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how is it only three key presses to break into the Pentagon? Yeah, I'll see this. She's like, <laughs> lipstick number two, got, lipstick number three. Yeah, she's got like a hot key set up for breaking into the I Pentagon. Love that. You know, it's like control F7 or something. <laughs> <laughs> they should have showed the mom playing like Doom on her little makeup keyboard. <laughs> yes! Oh my God. Anyway, so um, as you know, I do like to do a quick impression of the movies I cover. And this is a segment I like to call Quick Impressions. Quick Impressions. All right. If that transmooker device falls into the wrong hands, we're doomed. Thank you, Mr. President. That will be all. We're doomed! Understood. That is a quick impression. Of a scene inside the Central Library of San Antonio. Who would have thunk it that that would have been in this film? Well, as y'all know, I like to rate these movies. One of my favorite mustaches. You have the full Fu Manchu recommendation for Hell Yeah. The walrus mustache for Not Bad. The horseshoe mustache for It Was Okay. And, of course, the dreaded Hitler mustache for Burn This Movie in Hell. I never want to see it again. And you're more than welcome to create your own mustaches out of your own little creative little wordy brains if you'd like to. Or you can just go with one of the classics. Uh, I'm going to start with Hannah. Ladies first. Uh, Well, how would you rate this film? I think I would rate this film two fake pencil mustaches. The CGI was incredibly <laughs> campy. The yeah, are these no. two, two on the same person? Like you, you carve a line where you can have. Isn't that one how you do it? Top. Is you put one on on one side of your face and the other on the other side? Well, Some of them. Extra long pencil Van mustache. Van had was just one straight line all the way. Yeah, so but you can't. I have seen like... it. I've seen it done like that, so it kind of depends. But yeah, if you're going for two halves of the same of the same pencil, okay. yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I thought that the CGI looked very fake, just like a CGI, uh, just like a fake pencil mustache. And yet it was fun and enjoyable. I enjoyed looking at it and still made me feel a little bit weird. <laughs> sure. I like that. I like that. It's a perfect response to this film. Uh, Russell, well, how would you rate this film? Yeah, you know, I'm really torn. Like, I, I wouldn't watch this, but at the same time, there's so much about it I think is really great. But not as a movie. It's <laughs> like this should have been something else. But I don't know what. Just a meme generator, I guess. <laughs> One of those things that it, it makes all of our lives better for having existed, but it doesn't make your life better having watched it, you know? Yeah. But <laughs> such a great cultural impact. I, I appreciate the creativity of it. A lot of the acting is good. Uh I, I think I've gotta go with the walrus. You know, it's not a great movie, mm. but in a way it's great. It's it's a great thing that happened. You know? All right, cool. <laughs> I was going to go with the Michael Jordan Hitler mustache, but you know what? Oh. You inspired me. I'm going to pick it up to the horseshoe mustache, which is just under the walrus, because I there were little... Honestly, if I was judging the first film, that would have been... I think I would have given that a walrus. But I think mm-hmm. because I saw the first film, this one pales in it, a comparison a little bit. So it goes with... It, I got to give it the horseshoe. But I will say, I... I think it's so creative. I think there's so many, it's almost too many ideas. I feel like they kind of let Robert Rodriguez just fly with it and just do whatever mm-hmm. the fuck you want, man. And that's great. But sometimes a couple more cooks in the kitchen can help. Just a couple. <laughs> a little editing. Yeah. A little editing. Cause it's a lot going on. No. 
But I think so I would have loved know. this if I was nine years old. I would have loved this movie. So, oh my god, it was amazing when I was nine. But I don't know if you what the weed laws are in San Antonio. But this is incredibly good on edibles. <laughs> oh yes, yes. If you like yourself a little this sticky icky, definitely watch this film. Yeah, you'll have a great time. <laughs> yeah, this is the thing. It's like as a good bad movie. It's like it. It's never boring. It's like never slow. It doesn't lull. No. And it's got a lot of a big variety of different like crazy stuff happening, you know, so it kind sure. of really delivers, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of locations, a lot of lo- it very much a spy film. Like if you look at the James Bond, he's, he's yeah. on a, a snowy mountain, then he goes to the jungle then he's in the city. So it's kind of like that. It has that very similar vibe. They change a lot of the settings just to kind of keep you interested. And the plot's not as convoluted as a lot of those spy films. You can follow it pretty easily because it doesn't matter. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. so, it's literally yeah. just fun. Yeah, it's just fun, fun time. Uh, it's like you're going through a little kid's playground and, and just <laughs> going into those tubes filled with uh, piss and semen. Anyway. Because uh... <laughs> I used to work at a McDonald's and let me tell you, kids. <laughs> Don't touch your face. Uh, so <laughs> do y'all have any plugs for this show, by the way? What a cut. What, what? a segue. What? Yeah, yeah, if you want a show with no blood or semen anywhere... <laughs> uh yeah so of course we're we're the getting down and wordy podcast you can pretty much find us wherever you would normally listen to podcasts we're on pretty much all the platforms Uh, of course find us at podmoth.network with all the other network shows as well uh as hannah said we just released our vanilla ice episode (laughs) Love uh, I think I was way too nice to Vanilla Ice, and I, I don't even know why. Looking back, I just yeah, like just this, him a lot. Yeah, yeah, maybe just as a fellow like not that talented white guy, I just had this like <laughs> this like tribal call to defend him, just to come to his honor. Or something. I don't know. <laughs> oh, wow, I love uh, We've got. I think it's called a clan uh, call, dude. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, cut that part out, please. <laughs> uh, we, we've got an episode coming up next is um, an episode about flat earthers and like how that shows oh. up in the language uh, mm-hmm. connected to the Yeah, Yeah, Yeah's uh, song Spitting Off the Edge of the World with uh, our other network uh, compatriot uh, from Haunted Apartment Complex. Nice. And, uh, we yeah, had a so lot of was- fun. That sounds like at least every fun. two weeks. You can find us on Instagram these days. Just search for getting down and wordy. Sweet, sweet. And uh, I'm hoping to guests on that podcast at some point. And if that does happen, I will promote it on this podcast. And, uh, and we've we already talked so a little bit. I'm forward to having you. Yeah. Yeah, dude. That'll be fun, man. I'm not even going to wear a shirt for that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm a real i'm a little worried how that episode is gonna come out honestly <laughs> yeah i don't know if i don't know if, <laughs> no, we usually try to audio like only so nobody's not nobody's gonna know you're not wearing a shirt no but you'll y'all will and that's <laughs> all that matters know. to me <laughs> <laughs> we usually try to sound smart on our podcast you know so well, well hey, hey what are you trying to say i sound like a fucking special needs guy what the hell dude I can put words together. You heard the intro. Oh, yeah. It's true. Man. It's true. And if we if, get him to write we the intro, like that, that, yeah, yeah, you write our intro as well. 
Yeah. <laughs> It'll be so that's much not, easier. My condition. You your... Yeah. <laughs> I'll put you to work. I'll do a cold open. Why not? That'd be kind of fun. I've never done a guest cold open. That'd be a first for me. I've guessed it on a lot of either. We never thought to make our guests right. <laughs> but be so you know you've inspired us. us making the guests do the work it just idea. makes it easier for us i think you're gonna send me the files like can you edit as well just <laughs> <laughs> do this research for us here's the topic <laughs> <laughs> my god uh well listeners i hope you enjoy this wonderful banter this wonderful i guess sort of wonderful uh film that we talked about i think we all kind of found a little bit of something good in it, you know, and that's that's what matters. Because at I face value, this seems like something. vomit. But <laughs> yeah, we all learned something today. But it's one of those movies where your standards are so low, your expectations are so low that it can't help but surprise you. You know, yeah, You're like oh, this isn't as bad as I expected. You know? And I mean, if they you like picked... that, listen to Getting Down and Wordy. <laughs> yeah, we're yeah, not yeah. as bad as you think. I I have listened. I had a very good time. I like all the it's very opposite of mine in the sense of I do little research. I pretty much none. It's it's either I know about some stuff or I don't. And you get I didn't expect that. I didn't expect it to go as deep as it went down the rabbit hole of like I listened to the the fifth dimension Aquarius. um, Oh, yeah, because I love that song. And, uh, and I, I really wanted to hear what y'all would talk about. And I, I really dug it. And I do, unfortunately, as a single man in his 30s, I've had to learn a lot about astrology. So, <laughs> And as a I single woman you. in her 30s, I've gotten to learn a lot about astrology. <laughs> You're like, I need to find the one. Fuck. I guess it's going to be in the stars. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, I hope y'all enjoyed this listen, y'all. And uh, thank y'all so much, Russell and Hannah, for joining the show. Thank you so it's much a for fun having time. us. It was thank a you. lot of fun. Oh, and yeah. thank you for giving me an excuse to make Russell watch this movie. I really appreciate it. <laughs> Anytime. I can't wait to the next torture fest. And until next time, we'll talk to y'all later. Bye. <laughs> later. Bye.